This episode comes with a content warning for gore. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Flintlocks and Fireballs, where a handful of mad actors will attempt to survive the treacherous waters of Dungeons and Dragons. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Jason Phelps, and I am joined, as ever, by Robbie Anniversary Bellacom. Sam, University, Burns, and Ellie, Adversary, Sparrow. (laughs) Knew that was coming. I imagine that was a lot to listen to. Uh, Jason Mm. sneezed at the same time I screamed because I'm an adversary. (laughs) The adversary. Ah. It's episode 104. (laughs) We have uh, technically been doing this for two years. Yes. That's crazy. We've certainly been releasing for two years at this point. Because I think we because we originally had that that crazy like ten episode buffer when we started. No, but like technically, if it's mm. episode one hundred and four, we have been doing this for two years. This is true. Yeah, our first one was on the fifty fourteenth uh, of March, though. So two years and two weeks, really. Ooh. And I don't know how that works, but that's the date I have on the recording. So. Did you say? Did you mean May? Yes, I did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> March, I am May. very tired. It's all the same end months. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. March, May, I it all feels the same. I can do dates. Well, happy two years. Happy two years. Yeah. yeah. We Cheers. could have, like, made a small child in this time. Yeah, no, they're definitely <laughs> up walking around and having solids now. Yeah. 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 Screaming, having terrible twos. Maybe we'll all get angry soon because we're ah. having terrible twos. I mean, it sounds like us. Yeah. It does. <laughs> That's why all the characters are so mad. That's what it is. I had a weird instinct to sort of clink my glass against the microphone there. I don't know why. (laughs) I happen to have two things in front of me. Let's do it and see what happens. Did you hear anything? Cheers, listeners. Yes. Well, that came out on the waveform, so enjoy that. We celebrated our two years by staring at each other's pixelated faces. (laughs) It was kind of sad. What was that? Mostly faces. Mostly faces. <laughs> <laughs> My camera is really far away because of the dumb setup we ha- I have. Yeah, Robbie's laptop is really loud, so they have to put it very, very far away from the microphone with a long extension cable. So if we do ever do recording where we can see each other's faces, it's just Robbie, like, miles away. <laughs> and we saw their foot in very big detail. Yes. They drew a face <laughs> on it. It was lovely. <laughs> Speaking of faces and feet, <laughs> it's time to turn our foot faces to the mists uh. of time and gaze into that ever-present not yet and demand of future us what messages from the present. What messages indeed, what messages can you hope to demand? We sit here in an ever-rolling present each day the same as the next, with only the inevitable dive into the abyss to comfort us. It's Future Jason, with messages from the present. This episode of Flintlocks and Fireballs is brought to you by you. As ever, a massive thanks to our crew members on the Flintlocks Patreon, who help keep this ship sailing. There's a wealth of extra content and bonus features for patrons, including regular blog posts, extra stories narrated by the cast, artwork, and a monthly poll for the community to help design an element to go into the game. 
the most recently designed element, an item of cultural significance, uh, won't show up for a while, given how far we record in advance, but look out for it uh, when it does. You can check this out at patreon.com slash flintlocksandfireballs, link in the description. Once again, we are involved with the online group heist game Agent Venture, where you and your socially distant friends can infiltrate a corrupt corporation's HQ with nothing more than a laptop and an internet connection. To celebrate the launch of Agent Venture Episode 2, Cyborg Island, for the month of July, tickets for the first game, The Heist, are reduced to £10 or less. Check out the link in the description. And that's it for announcements this time. Back to you, past Jason. That really didn't mean anything, and you so managed to make it sound like it did. <laughs> I'm oh, very yeah. impressed. <laughs> that sentence did not mean a single human thing, and yet you so managed to make it sound like it did. <laughs> it was human words, definitely. It was, but uh, they weren't strung together in any way that actually meant anything. <laughs> I, I, I may have done a crash course on bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you did, actually. Lame question is though can we manipulate this episode so that it ends up being called feet and faces ah <laughs> given what's ahead probably not but <laughs> a challenge it's not challenge when we accepted. look up at the top of the cabin the red eye is in just the lights gone it's just feet i'm so sorry if you hate feet we're not helping you right now are we <laughs> Some people really don't like feet. Oh yeah, some people super hate feet, which is fair. Zero judgment. I'm yeah. just, I'm sorry that we've opened mm. with all this foot talk. <laughs> if it's your first episode, this isn't our usual opening. <laughs> Speaking of feet, it's time to engage in some feats of adventure. Wow, hey. that was a stretch. In tonight's episode I'm of, of Flintlocks and Fireballs. Our land stands on the saber's edge. Our cities are a powder keg. Brother chains, brother, no one's free. A life on land is short, you'll see. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No Kraken storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear. Previously, on Flintlocks and Fireballs, the party have ventured across Eastern Sunder, making their way into the lands of the Achim nation uh, of the Panuki. After stopping for a night in the city of Inyan, uh, an Achin city built seemingly less in the ruins and more in the surprisingly intact fortification uh, of a city of, as far as the party can tell, giants, uh, known to the Achin as the Cloudwalkers. While there, they essentially ran into uh, their guide, Odenone's uh, uncle. It's a strained family relationship, uh, who turned out to be the head dream speaker in the city, and also quite possibly the first Achin the party have met that, to their knowledge, 
was able to see spirits. Because the party had proved themselves uh, to some degree in saving uh, Odinone from uh, imprisonment, and also because the danger in question was particularly lethal to a chin, uh, Odinone's uncle, uh, Telesonero, I believe, uh, yes. asked them to venture out to a sanctuary uh, which had been, well, desecrated, ransacked, take your pick, uh, by the, to use their own job description, adventurer archaeologist, uh, Herr Belloc, or possibly Monsieur Belloc, depending on whether you're Sulian or, or Syrian. The In the process uh, of stealing one of the artifacts there, uh, Belloc also unbound some sort of ancient seal and uh, consequently released the aforementioned sealed horrors known as the Hachna to the Achin. Uh, very, not a great deal is known about the Hachna. Uh, the party have managed to gain a few insights, but they're essentially a centuries-old unknown nightmare. So, in exchange for the promise of future favour and a small box full of em sorry, full of sapphires, uh, the party have ventured off to the sanctuary and gone to investigate uh, the source of these nightmares, the place where the seal is located, so they may repair it. So, you found you made your way to the sanctuary. You found your way down below to the basement, and there you saw an arch made of flawless white stone, cloud stone. You used the power of the jade amulet to knock the door, to open it, uh, while silenced, I will note. So it did not create any, uh, well, really, really obvious sound while being opened. I'm so glad we did that. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was, that, was, that was one of our smarter moments. It was. The <laughs> door receded down into the ground, revealing uh, a, a landscape utterly at odds with the environment around it. Whereas above was open plains, some slight hilly terrain, uh, and some now untended fields, and you are apparently about 20 feet below the surface of the earth. Looking through this archway, you see a vast dark canyon, hundreds of feet deep, and you're about two-thirds of the way up it, uh, made of pitch black and gleaming white stone. There is a dark, starless, cloudless, moonless sky above you. Again, pitch black. But somehow there is a dim illumination that allows you to see the cavern. Sorry, the chasm. There is no source of apparent light, though. It just seems to come from the sky. The canyon 
uh, that you could you looked through and briefly for a moment thought you saw above you gleaming pairs of red eyes but you blink you look again and they're gone <laughs> stretching out ahead of this stone archway you see there is a sort of initial bluff of black and white stone swirl like uh, less like marble and more like marble cake Mm. Ahead, as I say, above there is the. Um, sorry, yes. You can see that streaks of black and white stone form the cliffs on either side, and the illumination starkly illuminates the white stone, uh, not unlike the way that snow shines brightly under moonlight, even through cloudy skies. The bluff ahead that you can see is a plateau of gleaming white rock, striped at one point with a black so dark that were it not for the slight sheen to the rock, you'd think that the stone was just missing there. The plateau ends suddenly into a drop into unfathomable darkness beyond, wherever the base of the canyon is. It's actually too far down for you to clearly see what lies below. You can, however, see some objects. Portions of golden, although you're not sure if it's actually gold, metal handrails that have been driven into the stone, directly as head, about the size of small cottages in height. But they are bent and twisted off, broken, ending a few feet out from the ragged edge of the stone. Peering around, you can see off to one side, though, there, uh, there is a narrow ledge, uh, just formed naturally, continuing along the canyon wall. And were you inclined to, it might provide an uneasy footpath deeper into the canyon. Peering down and along it, you can see a number of natural plateaus, broken passes that you might take to walk further along. There is only one thing that you can just make out at the base of the canyon, although it gets too dark to see anything else, but it stands out from its appearance. In the very centre of this canyon, hundreds of feet below, you can see a platform of pure white stone upon which stands a small white pavilion with a circular sort of roof with a hole in the middle, an oculus, if you will. Pavilion in this context. In this context, it's like, um, uh, it's basically, it reminds you a little bit of classical sh shrines or temples. It's oh, a, okay, like so, a teeny one. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, so it's, imagine a very, a very fancy gazebo with fluted white stone columns. No, okay. not a gazebo. <laughs> hmm? What's wrong with gazebos? Uh, traditional Dungeons and Dragons uh, lore. Ah. Ah. But I'm not down with. I'm not on with that. You, you see the dread gazebo. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, so it's yeah. It's it's not unlike a gazebo, uh, but with a with a sort of circular hole in the roof. Mm. You can't quite make out what is through that hole from here, though. And it is okay. it is hundreds of feet below, and perhaps as much as a thousand feet away. Okay. Oh wow. I need some mental help with with where spaces yes. are. Yes. There was a lot. So, we came in through the door. So, you've not yet stepped through the door. This is what you can see peering through. But yes, if you step through Ahead, the door... Ahead, like a long crack, there's this big... Canyon. 
canyon ravine stretches but the walls don't go up we're like at the top uh you're two-thirds of the way up so they go up they They go go up up a bit bit. further and you can tell that they end Mm -hmm. and there's just the dark sky above yeah and um if you continue and the the canyon itself is more or less straight Mm -hmm. and goes on far as you can tell to the horizon Hmm. and it's like in minecraft where you're yeah you just have this massive (laughs) forwards into a crack yeah um and this what was the other word that wasn't gazebo that you used pavilion pavilion yeah that's on a bit of rock in the middle i'm struggling with where it is it appears to be right in the middle down Mm -hmm. at the bottom you can just see it amongst the darkness but you can't see the bottom, but you, you can see this You can't see thing. the bottom. It appears to be, like, raised slightly off the bottom. Uh-huh. Uh, you're like, okay. Yeah, it's not that this is necessarily bottomless. It's just the light is too dim down there. Mm-hmm. And it's beyond but the equally, it sure. might go way down from where that is, and we don't know. Yeah, it just this appears like it's to be raised up on some sort of uh, white platform, which goes down into cool. the dark. Right, thank you. Sorry, I was struggling to, like, place no, no, everything. No, no, How big were the eyes, and how many? Uh, whew, they were there for a moment. I'm going to need you to give me a perception check. Okay. Can I make that? Uh, you all kind of look through the separate checks, please, yes. Okay. Um, that is a 22, actually. Okay. That's a four. Oh, and <laughs> starters I mean to go on. Yes. 17. This dice rolled badly last time as well. It's going to Bad the dice. Side. Six. Yeah, some of the others can come out. Unicorn uh, dice can Celestia. play. Six red eyes. Okay, six three of them. pairs. What? Three pairs? How big? Hard to say. They were because you didn't see anything else except them. They could have been massive and up in the sky, or they could have been human-sized and not like, that far away. Yeah, like twenty feet above. But the problem is the sky is absolutely black. So if you look up, it's just black. There is no texture to it. It's like it's someone inca- someone didn't bother to paint in the sky, you know? <laughs> it almost feels like. Okay, so that's definitely not representative at all of the, the sky outside that we would it's have seen. It's like early, it's like mid-morning outside. Okay, right, so. Anyone feel weird. like this is a clamshell situation? Yep. I did wonder. Hmm, like we've gone somewhere else. Yep. Hmm. Also, did anyone else see the creepy fucking red eyes? Because uh, yeah. I'm going to say my that uh, Celestia and Cousin did scamp with that low perception <laughs> roll. No, you didn't. No. You were looking forward, not up. I got Where six have of they them. Gone? Don't know. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to drop a little, little teeny detect thoughts and just see if I can hear Thirty foot radius, right? Yeah. You focus. Your going mind upwards. Flits out and up. Nothing. Well, the minds of your companions and Jeffrey. But that's all. I can't hear anything. I mean, mm. like like brain hearing. An illusion. But, uh, no, there's just not a very big radius on that. That room's huge. If you saw something, I couldn't odds tell are it how wasn't within. Away. I couldn't tell how far away they were. If they were close, I wanted to know. It's less like a room and more like you're oh, just no, in a landscape. <laughs> Huge! There's definitely you... some sort of weird magic going on here. 
do you want to step through into the canyon? I think we're going to have to go in, aren't we? Nah, let's go back. Yeah, we do don't that. need to go in. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Causing, you step through. I guess we'll go in high order, probably, yeah. won't we? And the moment you step through, it's like you pass through just like a, a gentle barrier of air. <clears throat> because the moment you go through, everything goes cold. It's like, well, I mean, it's what you'd expect. There's no sun here. Okay. Nothing is providing ambient warmth. It's not sub-zero, but it feels... Fridges don't... my breath misting? Yeah, your breath is misting slightly. Um, It's not sub-zero. There isn't ice everywhere. The the white stone beneath you is stone. Um, But, yeah, it feels... Again, you've never been into a fridge. They don't exist. But everything is about a fairly consistent four degrees Celsius. Okay. Like, this does feel a lot like... you. Oh, you have been... You have seen an ice box before, though, where, like, you know, ice is... Because you, you can mine ice, you can preserve it in burlap sacks up, up until uh, late summer, if you do it right. This feels yeah. like a cold storage room. Your breath fogs in front of you. All right, that's weird. What? Well, the temperatures just dropped, like... In fact... he does breathe out. Corzin being the only one in the room, you can hear Corzin, but his voice is slightly muted. Like it's coming from a distance away. That's weird. Okay, Arno, I think we should go through before we get separated, because I just I have a bad feeling that one of us is going to get cut off. I'd rather we were all trapped. Okay. Let's try and keep our voices down as well. Yes, okay. definitely. The rest of you step into the chamber. Well, not into the chamber. Step onto the bluff. I think I speak for everyone when I say assume that we're whispering. Yep, you are whispering. Yep. Obviously, well, microphones. The, um, we're stones. not going to, but yeah. 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 Oh, you, yeah, we can use the messages, actually. Yes, you can use yeah. the... Yeah, we yeah. do that. So you, you message one another. As you step through, feeling the cold uh, around, just come into being around you, you glance back at the doorway. It's still there. Um, huh. But looking behind That's you... That's surprising. You can see that you are, as far as you can tell, on um, on a sort of... Uh, like a plateau of rock that juts between one canyon wall and the other. Almost just like a, like a natural bridge of sorts upon which has been built a freestanding arch. Through that arch, you can see the the cellar room that you left. Beyond it, there is more canyon stretching off to the horizon. Like if you look round the arch, yep, if you look it goes round the back. arch, yeah. it's just more canyon. I don't know why I'm struggling with like picturing things in space mm. so much today. I just like I need like everything clarifying. Yeah. This is that. rather That's abstract. Right. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, my instinct, by the way, I realised I had some dancing lights up when we were in the other room. I'm, I winked them out oh, when we came out. in. Okay. We've got some light. You've got light. And I don't want to draw attention to us. Okay. So I yeah, think they, they wink out. The room behind... I just, like, make fist and they okay. The room behind out. goes dark. There is only a dim amount of light that filters through from this place to illuminate it. Mm. But there's enough light for, like, causing to see by here, isn't there? Mm. Yeah, cool. That's all right. Yes, this is all low light, but not night. Mm. 
trying to think, would there be wind here? No, there's not. The air is still. Does it smell stagnant, or...? Oh, roll me a perception check. Just you, because you're the first one to think of this. Oh, that's a five. I'm really bad at perception. Okay, I'll, I'll let everyone know. <laughs> I'm never to. taking wisdom as a dumb you want everybody else again. To do? Yeah, go on. Natural 20. Natural 20. <laughs> mm, 16. Okay, I'll keep those checks. Yeah, which is a, for a little while. 25 that makes a difference. But... It might. Mm. The. It doesn't smell stagnant. Um, it's not like, you know, when you go into a room and it's like smells a bit stale. The air is cold and there's a, there's neither a freshness nor a stale to it. It just feels like just air, like just being in a room air, but not like a room that's been mm. there for a long while. But it's not like going into the underdark where the air is suspiciously fresh. No. Cool. It doesn't. No, you don't actually have that level. Of, yeah, it doesn't. It, it does. You're not getting that. Oh, lots of oxygen feeling. Mm. Um, it's yeah, fairly consistent with well, ground level on the surface. You do, you do smell. You do hear. Just, Celestia, very faintly, you swear you can hear the sound of like a. Like a babbling brook or something, or running water. And there is very faintly the, a fungal smell as mm. well. Like mushroomy. Yeah, like mushrooms. There's something about the scent that reminds you of the Underdark. Mm. Ooh, get a little bit weird for a minute. <laughs> mm. Just as Zeng, which closes her eyes, takes a breath, and then gets herself together. Anyone else hear water? Maybe. Now that it's pointed out, you kind of have to strain your ears, but it's very faintly. It smells like like mushrooms. Mm. Like below. Celestia, Mm -hmm. with that natural 20, you peer down along the um, along the canyon's edges and you swear just like about about 300 feet away down the canyon there is a point where it's you almost don't see it because it blends smoothly into the rock uh, and because what is behind it is also the same white stone but there is what appears to be glass or perfectly clear uh, crystal rock um, in what appears to be like a sort of lozenge-shaped window. Hmm. There's a window over there. What is a window doing in a cavern? I don't know. Does it lead somewhere else? Like that door leads somewhere? Maybe there are lots of doors here. That would make a weird sort of sense. Let's have a look at it. Yeah. Do we have to go past the little, um, not gazebo 
Oh no, my god, the little, pavilion. The little knock gazebo is about a thousand <laughs> feet further into the castle. Oh, okay, yeah. so we go past the window to look at that. Mm. You will need to go past that. Okay, let's go, let's go yeah. look at the window, uh, the, I guess. The yeah. window is also about um, 60 feet below where you are mm. and 300 feet along on the left-hand side. What side are we on? Uh, you are in the middle on this little bridge thing. Okay. On this little plateau. I guess we'll start on the left then. Is the window set into the rock? Well, it or... appears to be set into the rock. That's the only thing you can see from here, even with our natural 20, because it's such a large, yeah. relatively large feature. There might be more, but you might have to get closer to look. Should we go look at the window? It feels like a place to start. Yeah. It does, yeah. Because I feel like we're heading towards that little white building thing. Yeah. Let's move quietly. Okay. Yeah. I would like a stealth check from all of you, please. Oh, natural 20. Oh, I'm nice. sorry. Um, <laughs> 21. It's a one. <laughs> oh, no. 20. I see everything, but everything sees me. <laughs> and what was yours, uh, cousin? Uh, sorry, a 21. 21 from cousin. Look, our dice have a sense of drama today. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so how do you want to proceed? There is a very narrow ledge that kind of goes in the broad direction you're after. Mm. Does this place look you know, like it was sized for giants? Uh, ooh. Just out of character clarification, because uh, you yeah, said about the handrail earlier. The, yeah, the handrail but... certainly looks like it is. Uh, you okay. can't tell. The pavilion is really actually kind of too far away for you to get a good sense mm-hmm. of scale. My instinct is we don't know how stable this rock is, and I am the heaviest, so it's probably good to put me first, because otherwise we could have a situation where both of you two are okay walking over somewhere, and then I'm not, whereas if I'm walking ahead and testing it, we know everybody's going to be okay. Yeah, and test it as you go as well. Like, just kind of delicately and scoping it out as we go along. Cool. I would like... Everyone to give me an athletics check, as this is treacherous ground. ground. So good at athletics. (laughs) Can it be acrobatics? (laughs) This is arguably climbing. Acrobatics might be if you fall. I have a climber's kit. (laughs) That does give you advantage. Can I help anyone else with it? Uh, You can tie each other. You you have rope in there to tie one another together. Okay. We should probably do that. Let's do that. Then at least if one I of us falls, the can well. catch. Yeah. yeah. So 24 from Corson. I'll roll again. No, 26. Really good roll. 26. Um, that's a 21 from mm-hmm. me. I got a three. Oh, honey. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. I don't climb well. Fortunately, d- d- I know, despite your goat-like uh, hooves, uh, <laughs> with some irony. Um, goat hooves work if you've got four of them. Yes. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> you begin making your way along. Uh, there is initially there is just about enough room for you to walk with a little discomfort, keeping your hand on the wall. But soon enough, this natural ledge thins out, and it's more. And you're having to grip the wall, uh, uh, the handholds you can find, and make your way along. Mm. So you're in front, Celestia. Yeah. Who's behind you? I think I'll go in the middle. Scamps in the middle. Cool. All right. Yeah. I think if we know you're not confident climbing, we'd put you in the middle. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's fair enough. You begin clambering along. 
getting about 60 feet at first, then about 100 feet along. You hit a point where you are, where there's actually, the ledge just runs out, Mm. but you can see about 10 feet down, there is another sort of fissure in the rock that you could walk along. Mm. So with the climbing checks you've had, you get your pythons pythons out. Yeah. Uh, you get your pythons out you can't make any holes in this rock you have to take advantage of the existing natural fissures like you can wedge them in Mm. but you can't break this with your with your iron uh, pythons Mm. okay that's interesting yeah could could i try and work out what this rock is make a nature check is it cloudstone like it was in the city? It strongly resembles cloudstone, although this has cracks and fissures in it. Okay. The, uh... Yeah. Uh, that is a... Just a 13. A same sort of conclusion. It strongly resembles cloudstone. You're not really sure what difference there is between the white stone and the black stone, apart from appearance. Might be a different mm. variation on the same. You're not really sure. Um, but, again, it has a weathered sort of look to it. Which is odd, given the lack of weather here. Mm. None of this makes any sense. Unless it was above ground once. That would work. Yeah, that would, I suppose. It does still raise the question, how did it get here, then? Yeah. It's all very I think weird. Magic is usually a good answer for pretty much everything. Mm. I'm. I don't disagree. Although, uh, uh, do you have any idea what this uh, this sort of place was was for? No. I mean, even the Achin weren't really sure, was they? No. No. Maybe about halfway along by this point. I'd like to be looking up regularly just to check if Keep an eye any out, eyes are back. Up. Give me a perception check. I think Corson would as well. Okay, every, anyone who wants to can. Anyone who, yeah, you can give me either a perception or an investigation check, depending on what you're looking for. What's what's the difference? Uh, I'd say the perception context? is keeping an eye out for threats. Investigation is trying is looking at the is looking at your surround is looking at your surroundings for. A, I'm looking up for pairs of yeah. eyes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Fourteen. So that's perception. a twenty-two. Fourteen. Twenty-two. Uh, honestly, I think I'm looking at my feet, trying not to fall. Oh, cool. <laughs> with a with a three on climbing. That's I fair. think that's probably yeah. what I'm doing. Fair. Nothing immediately that you can see. You look up, slice so you don't see any eyes in the sky there's the craggy rocks above and below white black white black as you're planning for a moment there is a (laughs) scrabbling sound from behind you as scamp slips uh, ah! And the catch yeah, them. both Celestia and Corzin grab the yep. wall and just grab hold of Scamp's harness. Uh, and as you and you kind of pull them up, but as you do so, Celestia, you sort of stumble a bit, and there's a loud clack, 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 clack. Oh shit! It resounds through the cavern. There's no sound, but Celestia, as you look up, you look up, you look down. 
takes you a moment to realize there's no sound. But you can see something. Several somethings. And they're all climbing up and down the walls towards you. What are they? What do they look like? First of all, everyone roll me initiative. Oh, oh God. This is such an awful place to fight something. <laughs> oh, yeah. 14. 18. 13. Okay, 14. Scamp and 18 from Corsair. I think for the, I think I will divide these into above and below. Okay. So as above, so below. <laughs> uh, yeah, they are coming from uh, from both sides, uh, and the ones from below are coming faster. You oh. as Celestia, uh, as you hear Celestia's sharp breath and look, you can see. Clambering up and down are creatures. They appear on first glimpse to be a chim. Humanoid, between five and feet, six feet tall, little stockier than humans, with eagle-like eyes. But they're wrong. Instead of black sclera and coloured irises, the sclera, the whites of the eyes in humans, are blood red. The irises are black and the pupils are glowing, a dull crimson. Where a chin tend to be brightly coloured in bone white, jet black, or bright yellow, red, blue, and green, these creatures are a dull greyish white or a tawdry looking black, blending perfectly in with the rock on which they were, uh, they were crawling. Many of them are naked or close to it, garbed in tattered rags. The, rag, the fragments of their clothing are uh, not... They, they seem to carry traditional Lachine styles, smocks, but with um, black and white, uh, with, but with black repeating lines on them. And they all move with terrifying speed towards you. Corzin, I'm going to say that for the purposes of this, the ones above are 60 feet above you, the ones okay. below are 60 feet below you. Okay. So, uh, but the ones below are, are moving just a little bit faster. So, Corzin, what do you want to do? All right. Um... All of all three of you are holding onto a wall. You are 150 feet from that from that wi- sort of rock crystal window that Celestia st- uh, saw, and it's a more or less straight ledge towards it, but but not an easy one to clamber along. Mm. All right. Um... Are there, is it like a a large mass of them coming up towards us? You would say there are about 24 of them, a dozen above, a dozen below. I am going to light a bomb and drop it. <laughs> Rob, nice. make it. Uh, I guess it's not an attack roll, but I'll s- but roll me a d4, please. I want to see how many you can get. Okay. Uh, d4. Four. Okay. Uh, all right then. So you, uh, as the bomb sort of drops, it blasts and it catches four of them in its radius. Uh, roll damage. I'll roll their deck saves. Okay, that's uh, three d6. Okay, 16. 
16. Okay, they are preternaturally fast. Uh, okay. They scatter quickly out of the way. The one that the bomb actually hits in the face takes the full brunt of the, bl- of the blow. Um, but despite burning them uh, and, uh, and searing their flesh, they are deterred for only for a moment before continuing to scrabble up towards you. I'm just giving that how many, much damage that was. Um, the rest of them, however, are only momentarily... Uh, deterred and they continue scrabbling up towards you all right um if i have my uh other attacks left Mm -hmm. i am going to try and shoot the lead one okay uh Um, i i think at this range it'd have to be carbine cool yep 60 feet down take a carbine shot it's uh tricky because you're having to use you're kind of like having to lean back uh, and because you're not exactly using carbon takes two thing is carbon takes two hands. Oh, actually, that's the point. So um, I can you can either do this with disadvantage or you can do it normally. But I want an athletics check from you to balance. I'll I'll take the athletics check. Okay, give me an athletics check. Okay, that is a nineteen. Okay, you you managed successfully maintain your balance. Fire. <laughs> okay, hands free. <laughs> Oh, that is a uh, 26. Oh, yeah, that hits. Roll damage. Nice. Fucking hope it hits. Oh my god. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I haven't rolled a d12 in a while. Oh, hello. Barbarian. Oh, nice. wow. That's, uh. Yeah, that's 18 percussive. Okay, yes. it strikes. It buries into its shoulder. Um, it doesn't go as deep as you'd expect, or it doesn't seem as affected as you might anticipate. The lead one is also the one that got the, that got the brunt of the blast. Whatever um, these things are, they're tough! So, you do nine damage uh, to it. Okay. Um, instead of 18. Also, it does not bleed. Okay. You just see what seems to be just dry, greyish flesh. Hmm. Okay. Uh, anything else you can do on your turn? Uh, I'm not really going to move. Uh, yeah, no, you're, you're I think that's it. You're kind of in a position it. where you all have about 10 feet of rope between you because of the climber's uh, harness. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to move, like, this is a rare occasion in which I will let you sort of hold movement because, like, you know, if you if you wanted to move as a group. Mm. No. Otherwise, no, I think that's it I, I'm going to say it's a bonus action to unclip your harness. That's if you fair. need to. Yep. No, that, that's all for me now, I think. And then another bonus action to clip it back in. Yep. Cool. Okay. Uh, the ones from... Uh, the ones... Oh, I've actually got those the wrong way around. Okay, never mind. Uh, I will s- just swap those hit points. So, the ones from below clamber up. And when I say they... And they crawl along the wall with terrible speed, making the full 60 feet in seconds. Bloody hell. Yeah, they just seem to, like, their their fingers, their toes curl into the natural fissures in the rocks and just... They climb uh, faster and more efficiently than uh, than Jeffrey could manage. Uh, because there are so many of them, they're actually limited in how many can, uh, can hit you. 
like mm -hmm. how many can actually get close to you, enough to you uh, to attack because you're all quite close together. How many are above and below again? Uh, there are about, about a dozen above each. and a dozen below. Cool. But only five can get close enough from below to actually attack you. Mm. Uh, so kind of like the three beneath you and then two either side. So they are going to uh, take attacks accordingly. Uh, Corzin, the uh, the Hachna, uh, uh, scrabbles up and is going to reach out with its naked uh, hands and try and grab you by the leg. Uh, that is a 22 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Okay. It does not do damage. Instead, it grips hold of you and just uh, with an iron tight grip, you are grappled. Grappled, okay. Uh, it then pulls itself up and. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a 23 to hit. Um, yeah, bites hit. into your leg. Um, it is searing pain uh, but it's not just uh, but it doesn't just bite uh, because on top of that you take so you take uh, eight points of piercing damage right and uh, eight points of necrotic damage as it sucks the blood out of your leg oh, and the life no. falls from you. Your oh. maximum hit points is reduced by eight. Oh, goody. Oh, um, that's a okay. scary thing. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Then the next one is going to attack you as well. With a natural 20, this one's not trying to grapple you. It just tries to rake its claws down your leg. Uh, uh, and that hits a double dice. Find the dice. Well, then I might not got my dice ready. Here we go. Uh, so, uh, eight plus... Okay, you take 11 points of slashing damage from the claw. Okay. Uh, the bite, however, that it tries to get you, it misses you. You, put, you kick its face out of the way uh, before it can sink its teeth in. <clears throat> One is going to go for scamp next. Uh, that's a nineteen to hit you with its uh, with its claws. <laughs> yeah, that hits. Okay, it grapples you. It again holds you tightly in place, uh, and sixteen to try and bite you. You are mage armored. Yeah, which makes it fifteen. <laughs> ah, okay, no. In which case, <laughs> uh, the bite connects. You take six points of regular da uh, of piercing damage and four points of necrotic damage, lowering your maximum hit points by four as it drains blood from your limbs. Okay, the two that are that can approach Celestia will attack next. Uh, so, let's say claw, claw bite. Uh, okay, the claw fails to grab you. Uh, it's not able to grapple you, uh, but, the, but that is a 23 on its bite. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, so you one reaches up; it tries to grab you by the by the belt, uh, but you pull out of the way. But it's uh, it is still I'll able hit in the to face bite. Codpiece. Yeah, you kick it in the face with the codpiece, uh, <laughs> and in retaliation, it bites down on your outer thigh uh, as its head is knocked out of, Ooh, of the way of your crotch. That's grim. Uh, you take uh, five points of regular damage uh -huh. and six points of necrotic, lowering your maximum accordingly. 
So, so it lowers my maximum by six. By six, but you take 11 total. I take 11. Yeah. Okay, so... Okay. Uh, then the other one is going to come for you as well. <laughs> yeah, no, that was... Um, it's a natural 20 on grappling you, so it grabs Ooh. you. So this one clambers up next to you and just using, like, its uh, forearm, just back arms you into the uh, into the rock, holding you in place with preternatural strength. Mm. Uh, it then bites down on your shoulder. Uh, oh. Yeah, you take uh, some bite damage. You take, okay, you take five points of bite damage and six points of, necro- of blood drain. Again, blood drain always lowers your hit points. Sorry, you need to help me out. What is the total? Total is again 11. So... But you drop your max by another 6. So you've taken 22 total damage. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um... And your maximum hit points has been reduced by 12. Mm-hmm. And then another... Yep, I'm there. Thank cool. you. Sorry. No worries. <laughs> Weirdly... Weirdly, doing the total damage and then the total to my max is really helpful, if that's okay. Yep, that's Thank right. You. Okay. I can't uh, hold two numbers in my head and <laughs> subtract them from separate things today. I'm just putting <laughs> minus and a number next to whatever my max hit points are. There, <laughs> are. there are a dozen more approaching from above. Same situation, though. Only five will uh. be able to actually attack. Um, so, Celestia, you're up next. Celestia is going to panic. Um... <laughs> And I'm gonna grab the guitar off my back as ever, yeah. like a baseball bat, and just scream ah, and just smack the wall with it, and do a destructive wave. Okay. Um. So that's a con save, and I'm choosing radiant damage rather than necrotic. Yep, that seems wise under the circumstances. Yeah, I'm assuming yeah. this is undead. I feel like the character would understand that. From yeah, you're, you're getting some definite undead vibes yeah. here. Um. Feeding on the living makes yeah. sense. So I guess I will start adding damage you're while you're to doing hit the ones that are coming up from below. The ones from above have not reached. Um, yet. Yeah, I can do thirty foot radius from myself. Yeah, so, so not you quite hit the ones all from the above. ones that are coming from yeah, below. Cool. And it is creatures I choose, so yep. I don't hit all of them. So this is radiant. So ten. So. 18 radiant. Okay. Um, and also there's thunder as well. Yep, roll that as well. So 18 radiant and 11, 14, 15, 16, 17 thunder. Okay. Uh, and your save DC is what, 17? Yeah. Yeah, they take all of that. Excellent. Um, nice. So that becomes 35 total damage. So that just drops all of them by, yeah, all of that. Okay, let me just quickly update their hit points. Okay, uh, it doesn't kill them outright, but it does. It doesn't. There's no uh, blast back effect on this one, like Thunder Wave is there. Um, what do you mean? It doesn't like knock them uh, out. I of think place. it's just thunder damage. Yeah, it's just thunder damage. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, as the That's rainbow, not like the purpose of the spell. Yeah. As the mm. th- rainbow burst <laughs> ricochets out, uh, you can see they're actually pushed back about two or three feet, gripping onto the wall. Um, as the rainbow energy just carves and burns through their flesh. Mm. Again, they do not bleed, but blackened, charred flesh is left in its place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm just... I'm gonna go, come at me, you fuckers! And you see a, like, 
burst of rainbow come out as I kind of like smack my chest in that yeah. ridiculous um, bravado way, <laughs> and you both get eleven temporary hit points. And I mean, technically you can Thank move you. if you want to, but I just don't think you're going to. Uh, you, none no. of you can. Oh, we're grappled. all grappled. All yeah, grappled. Yeah. You feel a burst of energy, but cannot do anything with it. Yes. <laughs> but you do get eleven temporary hit points, which was the point, to be honest. I'll take that. Yeah. Yep. 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 Okay, that is, uh, and importantly, they have all taken radiant damage, so that has an effect. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, they seem shaken or, or, or like by this, as if it's been not sort of so effective that you would conclude they are vulnerable, like taking double damage from this. But mm-hmm. it is that something about this has made them fear you. Cool. Uh, that makes it scamps go. Speaking of pe- people, they should fear. <laughs> uh, not really this turn, because I'm going to twin a fly spell on Corzin and Celestia, yeah. so we don't have to worry about holding this wall. That's a really good shout, actually. <laughs> Sensible. That's a um, really good shout. Also, we get like loads of movement, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, but we are all grappled. Um, <laughs> True, but yeah. when we're not, eventually. Yeah. Um, is there anything I can do? Not enormously. Okay. Oh. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna do that. Okay. Uh, in which case, the ones from above scrabble down. <laughs> And you can actually hear them chittering away in, like, a ghostly, dried ver- version of a cheer. As they scrabble down towards you. Taunting insults you cannot understand. Mm. Um, so, attacks against Corzin first. Uh, what's your armor class these days, Corzin? 17. Okay, uh, one of them manages to cl- rake their claws across you uh, for eight damage. Okay. Uh, another one tries to go for you with the claws, fails, uh, but is able to get a bite in just. So for that one, you take six bleeding damage and okay. five regular damage. Okay. Scamp next. Eight total. Uh, okay. Is the bleeding damage also um, uh, reduces added your maximum the... hit points? Did you right. say eight total? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, eight total from that attack. From. That's. Not I said. Right. No, yeah, sorry. Six and. Um, six and five, yes, that's 11. Oh, okay, yep, yeah. fine. I think maybe you need to say this is the total damage and this is the damage to your max HP. Yes. I think otherwise we're yes. all like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> 11 total damage and your max HP is reduced by 6. Great, fine. Okay, um, the... So, then it's uh, attacks against Scamp. Ah! Yeah, Scamp, that was uh, not great. You take... The claw manages to get you... Like, they claw your scalp from above, blood dripping into your eyes, uh, momentarily fuzzing your vision and smacking your head against the wall. Uh, so you actually take 13 points of uh, of slashing damage. 
and the uh, and you take okay a total of ten damage, of which four is blood drain from a bite that sinks into your shoulder from above. Okay. Yeah. So you'll need uh, if you want to fly, you will need some way of getting these off your back, uh, literally. Hmm. Oh, I am just fine on the con saves okay. for the concentration. Next up, then, are the two against Celestia, because you're at the edges, and mm-hmm. that's what they can reach. Is that the first damage you've taken? No. First since casting fly, though. Right, okay. Um, okay, the bite misses, uh, mm-hmm. but you are clawed uh, for seven points of damage. Cool. And... The last one uh, fails its bite and its claw, but you are all looking quite bad. Causing the uh, the ones below are getting ready for another rush. Okay, is one still sort of gnawing on my leg? Uh, yes. There is. All right. Uh, uh, so one, they're all from below are the ones that are grappling. And that's okay. That, that's the one that's uh, yeah. grappling me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to um, take out Dishonor and uh, try and uh, shoot him point blank uh, with it. Yeah. I'm a mouse full of this, you bastard. <laughs> oh, is that blunderbuss shot as well? Yep. Okay, yep. This uh, this does full damage. Roll attack. Okay, that's... Uh, oh, it's 3d6 again. Okay, that's 10 percussive. Uh, roll attack. First, oh, sorry. The uh, that is uh, fourteen. Okay, um, that is just about. Um, mm, that is. Uh, ooh, scamp! You're getting a tingling. I'm gonna say. Okay. Okay, I will. I'll do that. Okay. Plus three. That's enough. Uh, okay. It, so Thank you. With just a little bit of folk, of luck going your way, it pulls itself as it's scrabbling. It goes into your line of fire, uh, and you blast it straight in the chest for ten damage. Uh, that doesn't kill it, but what it does do, because it failed its save there, is it flies backwards uh, off the edge, off the cliff. Ah. It's no longer grappling me. It's no longer Success. grappling you, and I need to check to see whether it can catch itself. Okay. No, it doesn't. Woo! It falls <laughs> down into the abyss. You hear a distant... <sighs> and very faintly, the splash of water. Oh. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, well, that one is gone. Yeah, wouldn't be able to um, judge the uh, the height in this moment, I don't think, but uh, we'll worry about that later. Hundreds <laughs> of feet. Oh, Long okay. way. <laughs> uh, yeah, water at that level is like, like it's not, that's, this isn't Looney Tunes water. Uh, it's like, <laughs> that's like hitting concrete. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> uh, okay, so that one is now gone. You are now free to move, although you are tethered to the other two still. Alright, um, there are still a load of others around me, aren't yes, there? Yes, including, so I would say within reach of you in melee, there yep. is uh, the other one trying to get you, the one trying to get Scamp, 
and you are about ten feet away from the one that is holding on to Celestia. Alright, I am going to attempt to uh, slash down with uh, death mm-hmm. and um, attempt actually to... Well, I'm, I'm trying to uh, hit him, but specifically um, in the wrist, breaking their um, hold on the side of the... Cool. Uh, uh, I will say that because you had to use both hands to attack, um, uh, to, to use uh, Dishonor, the attack with yep. death kind of counts as your extra attack. Yep. That's absolutely fine. So, go for it. Okay, that's... Ah, no, that's not going to hit. That's a 13. A 13 isn't quite enough. You slash down, but again, with that preternatural speed, it ducks out of the way. Sparks. And you, you just, it just clangs against uh, barren rock. Am I in a position where if I move, they'll get an opportunity attack? Uh... I mean, it depends how far you move. You can only move about ten feet, so yeah, two of them could. Actually, you could move five feet realistically because you're like you're tied. Yeah, to no, it. I'm going to say where I'm. Yeah, I'm going to say where I'm. Right. Cool. All right, uh, that means the ones below are going to attack because of the blast from Celestia. The ones apart from the five who were already attacking, one of whom is now gone. Uh, the other. Yeah, the other seven are kind of holding back and seeing how this is going before they try and descend as feeding frenzy. Uh, they are not in the same way part of this fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so the uh, one that is still able to try and get to Corzin tries to claw you, tries to bite you. The claw misses. Uh, the bite hits, however. You take... Um, Okay, you take five points of bite damage, five points of necro... uh, 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 Sorry, sorry. Yeah, five points of bite damage, five points of claw damage. So it's ten total, Okay. and your max is reduced by five. Great. Cool. Uh, Then, Scamp. Uh, Okay, the one is able to claw you, but not Ah. bite you. So you still take uh, seven points of damage. And Celestia. Yeah. Okay, the claw misses, but the bite hits. <laughs> How are you doing? All right. Okay, that's good, because that was a crit. Ooh, maybe not for long. Uh, so you take... Uh, so you take... Oh, boy. Let's just work out the totals first. Okay. Yeah, total damage and then blood damage. If cool. You, you take 22 total damage, uh, of okay. which 10 is blood. Okay, so... Oh. As it's Still si- in double figures, only just... Okay. You get, blood, it gets blood, blood, right, blood. Blood, blood, blood. <laughs> it gets you right in the, th- in the neck, piercing oh. your jugular. And, like, it's only a small pierce, but it's able to suck a lot of blood out of you. I scream, I would imagine. Yes, you do. <laughs> Uh, however, that is the end of the uh, of the Hachna attacks for now. Uh, Celestia. I was going to say something pithy, but I think I've just... Something's just, like, fucking sliced one of my scariest veins it could slice. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm just going to, like... I'm trying to describe the motion that's in my head. It's like if something is on you and you're like trying to get it off and you're just like 
panicking with your hands. Yeah. Um, you're yeah. doing like panic wavy hands yeah. because it's like, oh, get it off me. And um, one of her hands smacks the wall behind her where it's already got these yeah. rainbow cracks from the destructive wave. Um, and the noise of the guitar, the drum, and the xylophone you hear simultaneously without her actually touching yeah. any of them. Um, and another <laughs> big destructive wave comes out. Yes, I'm doing another one because it cool. worked. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that hits all of the hatch now. Yeah. Good. Uh, so roll damage. Yeah, con saves is what you're looking at. So this is Radiant, I'm going to say first. Oh, <laughs> it's quite good, actually. Uh, it's mixed. It's mixed, okay. but you know. Okay. So 12, 17, 19 radiant. Okay, and it's calm. Cool. Yep, and uh, the thunder, please. Mm -hmm. um, 4, 8, um, 14, 15 thunder. Okay, so 34 total. Okay, so uh, all but one of the five currently uh, attacking you. Uh, attacking you from below, including the one grappling you and grappling, and the one grappling sl uh, Scamp, are basically disintegrated. Mm -hmm. uh, tendrils. How's the one on my neck? Is that gone? Uh, mm, sorry. Uh, yes, yes, that is. Good. <laughs> uh, yes, the one on your neck was the one grappling you. Uh, so they are just gone uh the other one that's kind of on from below has been trying to grab your uh, uh, trying to try that clawed you last time uh is at uh, it managed to save so they haven't taken as much damage um but yeah those ones all of those are destroyed uh almost all of the ones above are hit quite severely uh but they are not destroyed outright uh even frankly even by a long shot these are pow these are they are surprisingly terrifyingly tough mm -hmm. um but again they have taken radiant damage okay how many are down how so four uh four of the five below are now completely dusted and okay. in fact um as you blast them apart with these radiant strikes they actually turn into a fine ash. Oh, interesting. Which scatters down below. <laughs> they are scary tough, Their Destructive wave is a very big spell. Yes, it is. <laughs> They've taken two. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they flutter. The, the ashes just float down into the, uh, into the chasm, down to uh, whatever water there is below. <laughs> I'm then <laughs> going to... Clap a hand to the vein on my neck that is bleeding. Yeah. Release oh, a small... Oh, it's an artery, actually. It's worse. Oh, God. There's actually blood, like, squirting yeah, yeah. Blood out is of squirting. me. Oh, we should put a content mm. warning oh, on that. Yes, gore, yes. Because we've just said that. That's yes. where a content warning needs to be. That's all right. <laughs> Enjoy the content warning at the start of the episode. Yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, basically, I just release a small garbled stream of expletives. So it's like, fuck, shit, out. Bleeding, fuck, cunt, ah, oh. and that's a healing word. Yep. Um, a little baby, um, third level healing word on myself. Oh yeah, <laughs> you feel some of that blood bubble back into your bloodstream. Yeah, <laughs> good. Uh, do you want to move, or in this case, maybe hold movement? Um, I can't really move, can I? You're tethered to the others, but here's the thing: if you move, and the others are willing to let you move them. Yes, you can, because you can fly, Causing can fly, and Scamp is tied to both of you. 
How bad is Scamp looking? That's going to come into my decision. Um, I've taken about half my hit points yeah. of damage. There are yeah, I'm not flying. Okay, no, worth <laughs> checking. There are, there are, after all, still six, six I'm not creatures grappled, around though, you. Right? You're not gra- none of you are now grappled. Is, is there any real cool. point going forwards? Not uh, massively, is there? There is. Peering ahead, you can see that giant uh, window, and you can actually just make out there is a thin... Something you couldn't make out because it's built into the stone... Uh, what appears to be a door next to it. Okay. Um, it's about, as I say, it's about 120 feet away. A door that we could realistically run into if we wanted to. Yes, uh, it is a door, which is a door as well. It has, it can be opened, it can be closed. Oh, I'm fancy. going to say that Celestia kind of defers to both of you before doing this because we can talk yep. as not as a free yes, action. Yeah. So, Celestia kind of goes, there's a door over there, run, Yes. Alright, go, go, go! Yeah, I start running. Uh, do you want to run or fly? Because your flight speed is 60 feet. I guess I I will fly, but I would like to stay with the path underneath me. Okay, so you're kind I of don't like... want I don't want to get out yeah. into the you try cavern, because along. frankly the person keeping the fly spell yeah. up is not looking amazing. Yeah. Causing, so, you've kind of yeah. like, as I said... I fly be... for the speed, you not for the getting off yeah, the path. You still have your movements, you can assist with this. Uh, I'll say the three of you can fly. God. This is going to provoke attacks of opportunity. That healing word is a piece of shit, and I just need to commiserate that with all of you for a second. <laughs> but yeah, the three of you are all willing to fly? Yes. Yes. Cool. I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, are you providing any resistance to being dragged along by your companions? No. Good. Uh, okay. That's why I cast the thing. Yeah. We're like the world's weirdest kite right now. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> uh, okay, so that one fails. So one, two, three, four, five. Okay. Uh, four claw attacks make it. Um, and... Huh. Okay, yeah. The two of them are in cause and two are on Celestia. Scamp, you're lucked out. Hmm. Um, though not so much. Is it? Because Celestia's definitely much more hurt than I'm I really am. I'm not doing well. <laughs> yeah. This is not. Yeah, I can take a hit. I have so many more hit points. This is not lucky. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Celestia, you take 12 hit points worth of total damage uh-huh. from two claw attempts. Still up. <laughs> Yay. Uh, it's a really it. good thing I did that healing word though, because I had twelve hit points. And, like in all seriousness, that was how many I was on. Uh, well We're done. now in uh, happy little single figures. Uh, so whoops. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, causing. However, those were both crits. Mm-hmm. Did you say okay. there was any blood damage to go with no. that? Cool. All claw damage. They can't bite as, a, as cool. an opportunity attack. That's fine. Um, so uh, causing, you take. <sighs> 22 points of claw damage. Okay. Uh, as they just manage to rake their claws right into your flesh as you fly away. Ah! <laughs> uh, I'll say that with the pair of you kind of using up your movement, you are able to get 60 feet along. Mm-hmm. So you escape the immediate uh, uh, clutch of them, uh, and they will need, the- and they are going to start scrambling after you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that makes. That brings us to Scamp. Okay, how close are they all together? Uh, they are all within a... Well, they are all within uh, a 30-foot radius spread, <laughs> broadly. They're actually all within like a 20-foot radius spread, I would say, because they were all literally clustered around where the three of you They were all coming in for a yeah. feed. Lovely. Yeah. yeah. That's my favourite size. Yes. <laughs> 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 
I will cast fireball. What level? Um, I will go fourth. Okay. Yeah. Go. Uh, roll damage. Just gonna roll their deck set. Go forth. <laughs> go forth, scamp. Yeah. Go um, forth. <laughs> we're all children. That was, that was cute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Many maths. Many, many maths. All of the maths. <laughs> many maths leaning away from the microphone as well, I can hear. Multiple 35. maths. 35. 35. Nice. I think. Jesus, oh, it's hello. 9d6, I yeah. think. So that's, that's, that's a big... Okay, they are fast. They move quickly. They dodge quickly. Three of them uh, make it. They scramble to the sides. Uh, taking only a fragment of, uh, uh, take, uh, like, essentially avoiding the worst of the blast. Um, yeah, the other ones are less fortunate, as hmm. three of the six that were approaching you are basically blasted into, blasted into blazing ash and uh, piece burning chunks. Unlike when they were struck with the radiant damage, however. They are not turned completely to ash. Uh, instead, they're turned to ash in a more traditional manner. Mm. Right. By which I mean they are horrendously set on fire. <laughs> uh, Carbonization. Yeah. Ooh. The three of the ones that were at the front uh, do start to chase after you, but they will go after Corzin, actually, uh, because they were. Uh, they will come. Uh, because they are after him. Everyone, everyone who is from the group below, has either been blown up or deterred. In fact, actually, with the amount of damage that you did, nope. The, I think the entire below, almost the entire below group, is just poof, ashed one way or another at this point. So the survivor one left wasn't there. Uh, of the ones that were at the front, the ones that were hanging back scatter. They're, they're, ah, they're, okay. This is too rich for their lack of blood. Um, <laughs> they scramble away, uh, to, uh, fleeing rather than pursuing. Okay. Uh, Smart. But the, uh, so, but yes, the others begin start to crawl towards you with terrifying speed. Corzin, what well, do you want to do? There are three at the head of the swarm of the ones that were formerly. So three of the above. ones that were below us are crawling. Uh, sorry, three of the ones that were above. I got it wrong. Are crawling? Are crawling okay. towards you? All of the ones below have fucked off. How many were there? Uh, there were five that were at the front. There were about seven behind. Three of them have escaped that, cool. that weren't ashed completely. No, 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 that's what uh, I'm just The ones out. attacking you, there is still a horde of about nine after you. Okay. Uh, but o only three at the front will be able to reach you. Okay, how, uh, how far behind me are they? Uh, 60 feet and gaining quickly. <laughs> All right. I am going to try something then. Mm. I am going to uh, ready an attack action for when they're, uh, they're within pistol range. And oh. on the first one, I'm going to use a bonus action to cast Ensnaring Strike. Because 
as I read it correctly, they're still having to clamber their way along the rock face. True. If they you can, can't you actually can cast hold on. Snaring strike now and then ready the action to yep, fire. That's absolutely yep. fine. So it's just a bonus Pulse. action to cast that. Um, yeah. And then you hold the action to fire. Yep. And then when you fire, the spell will discharge. Yeah. Yep. Fun with mechanics. <laughs> uh, and snaring strike is. Is it one target or just a lot of them? It is uh, one target. Next so time you hit a creature with yeah. a weapon. Okay, yeah. you'll, well, you'll stop at least one of them. Yep. Uh, cool. All right, and that's with the pistol. Awesome. Worst case scenario, it's a slight obstacle for them. Okay, <laughs> okay so you're using one of your regular pistols for this one. Got it. Yes. Okay. Uh, they crawl towards you with terrifying speed. Causing you are at the back, which means you are their focus. Okay. Uh, the central one, the one who is slightly forward, however... Uh, gets attacked by you. So roll your attacks. Okay. I think you can take two. Yes. Okay. Uh, so the first one is a 16 to hit. Uh, that hits. Roll damage. Okay. I'll roll the um, the regular damage first. Strength save. And uh, yes, it is a strength save. Uh, yeah. DC 15. Okay, the uh, the ambivalent octopus flies out with the bullet and wraps around it, pulling it into the wall. Okay, yeah. Uh, so ten percussive, and I believe also that means that it takes an extra d6. Cool. Uh, roll the d6. Okay, so it takes two damage from being ensnared. It yep. takes ten damage. That ten damage is halved to five. As a regular right. weapon, this fires into it, but it's not as it's not as distracted as when something got uh, as when uh, one of them got hit by uh, dis uh, by dishonor. Right. Uh, so it is, however, held in place. Okay. And snared. All right. Uh, so next one, then, mm -hmm. um, if that's held in place, there'll be uh, one behind it. Yeah, so... you can fire with another pistol. Yeah. Oh, that's. Um... That's a 25. That hits. Roll damage. Right. Okay, uh, 14 percussive. Okay. Again, half to seven. All right. Okay. So, it is, It is, however, momentarily, uh, like, sort of shot backwards, just, a, just like a six inches or so, and then it begins crawling towards you. And the two that can reach you are going to try, first of all, to grapple you. Uh, okay, so one of them grabs hold of you uh, tightly with its claw holding you in place. Grabs hold of whom? Uh, these are all in causing. Mm -hmm. Yep. The other one... Sorry, you looked at me and sorry, I was like... <laughs> the other one claws across your face leaving deep gouges. That was a crit. Okay. Uh, oh, bloody hell, what are they rolling? Yeah, they're well. rolling a lot of 20s. Uh, <laughs> you take... How are you doing, Corson? I'm uh, just under half now. Cool. Well, you take 15 hit points of clawing across the face damage. Ouch. He's going to have some fresh scars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we, all, we all are a bit. Yeah. Uh, then they try and bite you. Ouch. Rude. <laughs> uh, 
one of them Fruit. manages. <laughs> the one that uh, the one that's trying to claw, uh, the one that is holding you in, you in place tries to bite at you, but you kick it out its face out of the way. The one that just clawed you across the face, however, bites into your shoulder. Um, okay, you take five points of uh, re- so total damage. Then you take ten points of total damage. Okay. Sorry, no, twelve points of total damage, of which seven is blood drain. Right. Okay. And you are now grappled. Seven uh, was the blood yeah. drain. Okay. The rest of the group is scrambling, scrambling towards you, but they're they're not racing as quickly as the ones at the front, so they won't get to you on this turn. Okay. Uh, Celestian. How far away are the rest of the group? The rest of the group, I'll say, are thirty feet back from Corson. Okay. They're not dashing. They're, they're, they're kind of taking their time. Uh, they're a bit more circumspect. How many could I get in a ten-foot radius sphere? Oh, hang on. I'm so sorry. I've got to roll concentration. Oh, oh do. Um, you could... Ten-foot radius sphere. They're pretty... Radius? Yeah, they're all pretty... You could get the rest of them. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Like, I'd say there's... Yeah, I said that there were still nine total going. Two are at the front, so seven of them. Including the one that's ensnared. Okay, worth it. Um, so, one would imagine that as Celestia is bleeding from a lot of places and mm. still her neck, um, I imagine her kind of breathing quite hard at this yeah. point. There's a lot of like chest heaving going on, and the Rainbow Spirit kind of joins in and comes in on one of the in breaths, and then Celestia just kind of goes, <gasps> blows it outwards uh, mm. towards them, and I'm going to cast Confusion. <laughs> And uh, hope that they breathe it in and be confused. It's a wisdom saves, right? save, and I have all the things for the numbers. Mm-hmm. Okay, two of them make it. The rest, however, immediately begin turning on each other or sort of abstracting to lovely. each other. Yep. Some of them try to crawl forwards, but are grappled by the others. Uh, it's kind of becoming a mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll resolve more of that on their turn. Yeah. Uh, if they make it. The, there is one still holding uh, Corson in place, preventing your group from easily proceeding forwards. Uh, if I smack it in the face... No, if I smack it on the hand that it's holding with the guitar with the intent to make it let go rather than doing damage, is that allowed with a shocking grasp or not? Or can I just can do damage? You, can, can you do that as a bonus action? You can't, you're not a sorcerer. Oh no, hang on. I'm you sorry, I'm, you... I'm not on it. Yeah, oh, sorry, I can't you do that. Action action. To cast That's balls. Um, uh, you can. In f- which case. I will say, as again, with this particular house rule for this fight, I will let you hold your movement, though. I will hold the movement. Yeah. Um, but I will also heal myself. Yes, <laughs> that, that makes sense. <laughs> Sensible. I'm really not well. <laughs> Try to recover more <laughs> of that blood loss. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. Do a little. A little second level healing. Yeah. <laughs> Using up a lot of spells, but I don't see a choice. So yeah. Um so yeah, I recover nine hit points. That doubles them uh, neatly, <laughs> so that's good. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. I look like shit. Scamp. Uh right. yours are about I wanna say like fifty 50 feet now from the uh, door. You can see that it is actually a white metal door uh, built into the white stone in a way that from a distance you can't see it. Uh, There is even, actually, uh, here's the thing, actually, this door 
is uh, not sized for you. Mm. It is about double. It's about triple scale. Um, Giant door. Yeah, this mm. is this, this door is uh, designed to let someone twenty feet high get in. Cool. Uh, relatively easily, and you can see just jutting out of it now, there is a tiny bit of protruding white stone, as if there was at some point like just the edge of an arch or some sort of flooring in front of it, but has long since broken off. And actually, now that you look, just the stub ends of two pieces of golden railing. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, how many are on Corzin? Two, but only one is grappling. And how far is that from me? About ten feet. Oh, that's no good. Like you could, you could, you are because of the given the rope, you could sort of climb around Corzin or like reach around Corzin uh, if you wanted to get in melee with them. <laughs> we were all thinking it. Yes, we were all thinking I'm, it. I'm a grown up. <laughs> I would like to. to, to Reach over. Cause it is tiny. Yes. We'll reach over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's a um, dumb image. <laughs> I'm going to twin a shocking grass. Okay. On them. Do it. Okay. Roll two attacks. Um. Oh, so much. I didn't roll that. Why? It's more useful. Um. So that is. A 28 and a 27 to Roll hit. damage. Shit. <laughs> I rolled an 18 and 19. What a waste. Much not. lower would have done. Where's my d8? There they are. So first one is... Ooh, very nice. That's 19. Okay. The second one? And the second one is 17. Okay. Thank you, d8. One you of them... The, the first one actually had 19 hit points. Um, so, as you reach out and grab them, the pair of them are just wreathed in electricity, and they, just their muscles releasing, they fling themselves off the, uh, the chasm wall and fall as smoking wrecks down with huh. two distant splashes. <laughs> uh, you are, however, all now free to fly to that door. Door? Oh. Oh. Okay, <laughs> you fling yourselves uh, as a trio towards the door, grab the handle, it is mercifully unlocked, uh. Uh, and pull it open. Uh, rushing inside, you slam it closed, and you can see there is a there is a nice little turnkey latch type thing. <laughs> Do that. Yeah, yeah, you turn it. Um, with a sound that actually is a little bit stronger than you would expect for like a little latch, you hear a heavy. <laughs> as some oh. sort of bolt seals into place. Moments later, you hear the sounds of hammering and scrabbling at the door. The Nobody handle home. turns a couple of times. Still concentrating on the confusion for the next minute, if that's relevant. It does re is relevant. Mm -hmm. before also the ensnaring strike. Yeah, before <laughs> those hands are then scragged away by their confused companions. <laughs> you look around, you take a few moments just <sighs> breathing. Ow. Ow. There is, at this moment, no one else around. Little bit of sit down? Yeah, that was horrible. Whew. Cousin is going to um, uh, speak towards the door and goes, Well, fuck you two. Oh, fuck uh, all of them. 
Ooh, I feel a bit lightheaded. Does anyone else? Yeah. Yep. Come here. I feel peculiar. Mm, I feel unusual. You get a cure wounds, and you get a cure wounds, <laughs> and I get a cure wounds. Well, Thank you, oh, Oprah. Oh. <laughs> well, maybe we should take a little rest. Yeah, actually, yeah, let's do a rest rather than do that. Okay, and, and does this look like a place we uh, we reasonably could? Uh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, looking around, you can see you have entered by this huge metal door what appears... As far as you can tell, um, to be some sort of viewing gallery, there is a wide open room uh, with with what appears to be long, uh, what tall, wide glass windows. Uh, They they actually extend slightly, so you can walk up to them and look at, like, kind of see around the corners slightly. Mm Providing a view of the canyon. Oh, uh, so the window and the door is the same. Yeah, place, the, the yeah. door is next to the window, so mm-hmm. so it kind of enters into the same chamber. Uh, it is, it is about what would this be? About forty feet high, with a slightly dome uh, arched ceiling to mm-hmm. support the weight above. Uh, and you can see that there are about. Spaced accordingly, about 40 chairs, slightly raised up at like a tilt, so that uh, up to 40 giant-sized people could sit down and observe the, uh, and observe the chasm from Ooh. inside. There are uh, gathered around a number of large circular pots of white stone of cloudstone, as far as you can tell, filled with dry, dead, brown earth. Hmm. And what look like spindly, fossilized uh, trees and shrubs, long dead. There are... uh, You can see that on the other side of this room, there are uh, two huge doors, both closed, uh, which seem to lead onwards, perhaps to other sections of this little complex. Mm-hmm. The, however, they are currently closed. Uh, you can tell that there are latches on the inside, um, which are not currently locked, but could be. Mm. Let's lock those. Yep. Yep. Run over. Uh, which of you tries to uh, latch them? Uh, whichever I think of us gets I'm dizzy first. and I throw myself in one of the big chairs and lounge because yeah. I think I think I'm the worst on hit points and that feels like realistically what I would do if I was that yeah. injured. So, Corzin, you try and get to one. Scamp, you try to get to one. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, because you can fly, this is a lot easier for your height, Corzin. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, although, interestingly, there, uh, there are actually two sets of latches on these doors. One at about humanoid height, mm-hmm. about human height, one at appropriately giant height. Uh, oh, are these like those doors you got in um, in certain castles where there's like a really large door and then a smaller door within the door? Uh, I yes, was actually thinking more... about the doors in schools, oh, um, specifically yes. usually special needs schools where you have all the handles high up yeah, so that the kids can't get them. It's like oh. that, except that for accessibility there are actually handles that you can yeah, get Yeah, there are handles downstairs yeah. as well. Um, 
So yeah, it's not like there's a separate door though. These appear to be two different latches uh, on the okay. same door. But as you, uh, as you, tr so causing you fly up to one uh, the top one and try to close it, but it doesn't move. Scamp, you try and turn the lower one because it's the one you can reach, and both latches turn and close. Oh, <clears throat> it won't budge. Well, that was convenient. <sighs> Do you need a hand? Yeah, come on. You go over, reach the lower one, turn it, both latches close. Huh. There we go. Oh. Do you reckon we can manage a rest without being eaten by anything? I think it's worth trying. Coulson will assess the current um, uh, surroundings. Does this place look... This place relatively is secure. fairly sealed off, as far as you can tell. Um, the chairs, by the way, are not made of stone. They okay. are made of lovely golden metal, not unlike mm. the um, railing pieces, Fine. and covered in plush red, um, well, what was once upon a time plush red upholstery, uh, not unlike sort of classical theatre chairs. Hmm. However, the upholstery has in a lot of cases just decayed, and in some cases appears to have been slashed by claws, the stuffing emerging. But there are there is one which is by sheer chance more or less intact, and the three of you are able to lounge on that and get some comfortable uh, seating. Mm. It is very exposed to the outside. There is a giant uh, there is a giant glass window. Uh, but the doors do all appear to be securely locked. Hmm. Okay. Gonna roll some hit dice if we get to sit down for long enough. Please. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think that's yeah, a good wanna, idea. Yeah, if you want to risk a short rest, you can make it, take a short rest. Yes, I yes, think so. Okay. I think it's worth it at this yeah, point. You, you, you I'll of... do, I'm going to do a song of rest because that's an ability I have. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> kind of... Is it Al? <laughs> um, it's... Owl the reprise. <laughs> this time it goes, Owl, I've got less blood than I did. Everyone, everyone join in. Owl. 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 It's just like discordant notes. She's <laughs> not even in tune. <laughs> yes, somehow the, the <laughs> communion of, dis, uh, of dismay that you feel mm. seems to just give you a little bit of relaxation. You rest for an hour, you eat. You regain some of your strength, but it would it will take a long rest to recover the lost blood. I can't even describe how badly these hit dice are rolling. I just so I need some solidarity. Yeah, I just rolled a one and a two on some of mine. So, um, so I am up to Yeah, I'm just gonna roll a lot of hit dice. Frankly, I need them. Okay, so that is. Yep, more hit dice. Fuck it. Okay, I'm back up to um, over half at least. Okay. Nice for some. Um, no, actually, I'm just over half. I'm with you there. You take your hour. And, yeah, I'm uh... gonna leave it there for now. Oh, and um. Song of Rest. I need to work out what that is. Uh, these days. I think it's still... Is it still a D6 or a D6? D8 I think it continues. No, it's D8. Oh, it's a D8 now. Yeah. We'll get a D8. 
Hang on. You'll get an extra five. Enjoy that. Okay, excellent. And uh, Corzin, if you wish, you can use charges from your medical kit to give everyone an extra d6 as well. Oh, please. I will, yes. I have. Drop your um, medical kit by three charges. Uh, Jeffrey and Marjorie are both fine. They escaped the attacks. So everyone gets an additional five. Well, Mm -hmm. actually, no. Um, What was that? D6. D6, right. How many? Uh, that is an extra four. Lovely. That's way more doable. Um, oh, I was going to say something. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Um, did you say our bleeding HP went up at all? Or does it stay the same? Stays the same. Stays the you same. need a long rest to recover lost Oh, blood. I actually, yeah. I can't have regained one of those hit points then. Excellent. Yeah. Cool. You, you are still drained. Um, looking up. As, you, as you're resting, you take the opportunity to look, study around, and I'll say, because you've spent an hour here, you notice this. There are, in the ceiling, um, sockets, for all there is a better word, small um, inset pieces of the stone, which surrounded by a little golden metal. Uh, some of them are empty. Some, you can see, have dark, dull grey crystals. Some are just intact. Some, one of them appears to have been smashed, and there are small shards of, of it on the bit of um, chair below. Hmm. The room is poorly lit as well. You're only getting the dim bit of illumination that comes through the window. Okay. I want to touch one of those. I kind of want to touch them. Okay, do you want to touch one of the ones that... Uh, the ones on the ceiling are like 40 feet up, but if you want to touch one of one of the broken pieces on the ground, you can. Yeah. I feel like Scamp probably gets there first. But okay, yeah. you get there first, you pick it up. Yoink! It feels like cool stone. Hmm. Is it fun? <laughs> I touch it. <laughs> feels like cool stone. Maybe yeah. a gemstone of some sort, but... Yeah. It's not enormously fun, but I quite like it. No, I want to touch the ceiling ones. Yeah, me too. I think there'd be a lot of unnecessary effort, but I kind of still want to. <laughs> I'm not going to. Following... Marjorie, Marjorie, touch it, please. <laughs> Marjorie flutters up, taps one with uh, her beak, makes a sort of vaguely rock-like sound. Following the... You notice that the uh, little gold circles around them are actually connected by a thin gold line. Uh And this line goes down next to one of the doors uh, with two little circles uh, and uh, one at about giant waist, uh, sort of like chest height, one at about human chest height. Uh, I want to touch that. Okay, it has a small glyph in the middle of it. You touch it. Uh, Just roll me a d20, please. Uh Uh-oh. Twelve. Twelve. There is a brief glimmer for a moment from one of the intact crystals in the ceiling. It goes from a dull grey just for a couple of seconds, flickers a brilliant sort of sunlight white and then mm-hmm. goes dark. And one and the broken one just sort of pff, makes several sparks and then goes dark. That is interesting. 
Nothing else happens. I wonder what it's supposed to do. Maybe it lights up. Because they... I mean, they lit up briefly. Scamp, yeah. you, you can fix things, can't you? Um... If you want to spend ten minutes, you could collect the pieces together if you were able to get up the f- to 40 foot up to the ceiling mm. and try and restore the broken one, yes. Yeah, it's worth the effort, it was just a thought I had. Um, I mean, the... I don't know how I'd get up there, though. Hmm. That's the first light we've seen that we haven't made since we got here. Yeah. Maybe Is not that worth gonna it. going to attract attention? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it might also keep them away because they don't like lights. They were scared of light. Mm. I can you... also just make light if we need that. For the few, for like the fraction of a second, it was lit. It was like the whole room was just like bathed in. It was like being out in the min, in the noonday sun. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, like a really powerful glowstone sort of thing, it, or like a solarium. It reminded you of the day orb, yeah. I'm going to try and fix it and see if Marjorie can carry it up. Okay. Oh. Take, try and take it down and see if you can... So, yeah. Uh, sensible. You, uh, I think the only characters who can get up there without flight are Jeffrey and Marjorie. Marjorie, hmm. Jeffrey. Teamwork. <laughs> okay. Uh, roll me a dexterity check for Jeffrey, I guess, with advantage, because Jeffrey can like, climb up the little metal bits mm-hmm. to get there. Right. Because uh, Marjorie is assisting. Oh, that's hot. Um, ooh, well, I've rolled an eighteen on the dice, but I've knocked, I've knocked Jeffrey's character sheet. It's on fine. The floor. That's enough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I know that Jeffrey has at least plus two to dexterity. Yeah. So um, the pair of them working together are, with some effort, able to extract the broken piece of crystal from the ceiling. Um, it. Okay, I'll say that you are able to get it down. You collect the pieces together, put them in place, and over ten minutes you carry out the ritual. And with a little of magic, the crystal seals back together into a long uh, kind of... Yeah, it's an interesting crystal. It's a straight... It's sort of like a a square cylindrical end. Like It's not square, but it's like cylindrical but like flat at one end. And at the other end, it is lightly curved into like a little dome. Uh, it is dull grey crystal, but you can see uh, on the base of it, which was pulled out of the ceiling, there is uh, a particular uh, a particular rune uh, which has been inscribed into it. Ooh, that's cool. I want to copy it into my songbook. Yeah. And make a note. Well, I'm going to put it in my drawing book. So yes. there, in my colouring book. Murdered Scamps is probably prettier than Celestia's. <laughs> okay. It's a messy handwriting sort you, of girl. You have acquired... Um, uh, you have acquired a... Uh, for the purposes of this, we're going to call this a... Cloud Walker Lightstone. Mm. What, so we just have one now? We just have one now. That's yeah. really cool. Is it That's on? Cool. Uh, no, it is intact, but clearly something else needs to be done to make it light up. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Hmm. 
I'm going to poke it and try and get it to light up. You prod it. It is cool stone. Hmm. Light, please. <laughs> Chant various attempts at it. No result. Boo. <laughs> Does the rune look like language? Is, is it? Do I think it's something I might be able to understand? With Roll not Oh no. Oh, that's really good. Um, that is a twenty-three. Okay. Because of your understanding, kind of innate understanding of the teleport circle and so on, you have a sense that, again, this is uh, a little bit more like diagrammatic language yeah. uh, than natural language. Uh, it's actually, um, and it's actually not really a word as such. This is, you recognize this as essentially almost like a connection point. It is a piece of magic intended to interface with another piece of magic. Oh, like okay. a like a like a key to a lock, but not hmm. exactly a key to a lock. So it might go somewhere. It goes somewhere. Yes. Maybe we should hang on to that. Yeah. Does it go in like the ceiling here, or um, is there a dunt? Peering up to uh, Marjorie with Marjorie just with Marjorie's eyesight, it's probably the easiest way to check this. Mm -hmm. uh, up close, you can see that there is uh, a corresponding rune uh, mm. in the metal socket up above. Oh. Marjorie! Jeffrey, I need you to carry this up and put it in that hole, please. Grumbling. They do get up there and sit back in. Uh, there is very briefly a little, just like two <laughs> flashes of that Whoop. daylight, but then it goes because you'd previously pressed the rune by the door. It, you get a feeling that whatever, whatever makes this light up, the last of it has gone here, mm. okay. but you are able to re to easily remove the crystal. Bring it back down now, please. Yeah. <laughs> they restore it. You did very well. Bring it back down. Again, the whole room lit up for those fragments. Um, and while it was lit up, it, you felt like it was just casting really bright, clear light. If there was one of those with a dent it goes into in this room, there might be more dents in other rooms. Yeah, we should look for somewhere. That would mm. make sense. Okay. As you discuss this, it occurs to you that this room has a giant window we should look out the window and any light and if you're flooding this room with light then the light would flood outside as well mm -hmm. yep and as how many things have we attracted turn and look like so many you can just make out just because it's because of the swirls of lot of white and dark stone outside something fluttering flapping it looks kind of like an eagle if you could make an eagle out of whirling shadows. Oh, I hate it. And it has two glowing red eyes. Oh. It flutters up and away. I hate to say this, but I think there are three of those. At I least. saw six of those eyes, at least three. That doesn't mean there are all of them, but there are definitely at yeah, least three. Okay. I think we should go. I think we should go through one of these doors so that we're away. There is a door that we seems to lead. We should go quietly. There's yes. a door that seems to lead inwards, 
and mm -hmm. a door that seems to lead further in the direction of the pavilion. I think we're probably talking on the message yes. stones. Yeah. yeah. I kind of assume you are throughout. For yeah, this. definitely. I think we, yeah, it would make sense. If you've got the option, like, yeah. why wouldn't you? <laughs> so you're not really talking it more than like a whisper, but you can all hear yourself clearly. Yeah. And it's more like a sort of noise. Yes. <laughs> Thankfully, we're not going to actually do that. No. Because that would be a rubbish <laughs> podcast. <laughs> It'll be like Onion and Steven Universe. Okay, so the door that goes deeper into the cliff, or the deeper that goes further along? Sorry, the door that goes further along. I think we need to head to the pavilion. I think we do. Okay. You turn the latch on that door both latches come open hang on I'm picturing these two doors next to each other uh, one is on one How wall one they... is on another okay yeah. so one of them goes deeper into the cliff one of them goes further along the cliff okay so but not like... necessarily back out uh, you don't know okay I guess we check okay so you're going the one that goes in the direction of the pavilion so like further along the cliff yeah but um, not necessarily outwards okay Click open the door. Push it open. Ahead of you, there is a long chamber. This chamber... I'm going to think how this would be. This chamber uh, is vaguely lozenge-shaped. It is. It does not appear to have windows, this one, however. Yeah, so it's, so it's like... Um, it's it's like a rectangle with rounded ends. A smudged oval. Yeah. But like with straight rectangle yeah. edges. Yeah. Smudged one. Yeah. Like a lozenge. Um and there are uh there are long beds of earth here. Just rich brown looking earth. Um and spark and kind of sprinkled into that earth are small nodules of brightly coloured crystals. Um, sorry. At least the little bit of glimmer of light you can see says to you, to your eyes, Celestia, that they're a little, that they might have colour to them. Because this whole room is pitch black. There is no light source here. The, the dim light from outside barely goes more than like five or ten feet into this room. You are seeing this in dark vision only. Corzin, it's pitch black in here. Um, but what you can see uh, on these, uh, along these long uh, stretches of earth, are lattices of um, maybe stone, maybe metal. Hard to work out. Can't really get reflective reflections here. And growing along them are plants. Or rather, they look almost like root-like root systems. Mm. Some of which dig into the soil, some of which dig into other growths. Because working their way along these trellises, as well as these leafless plants, or ones with pale, uh, almost sort of um, vestigial leaves, are thick colonies of fungus of many different types. And the 
beds actually connect together in the center of the room. There's like a point where you could kind of, where they go down to the ground, you can kind of, you could easily step over them if you were a giant or a little bit more, with a little bit more difficulty, step over them if you're not. Um, they connect to a sort of central bed upon which you can see is a cluster of leaved plants. You can't make out the color, but as you open the door, a rush of fresh oxygenated air hits you. Okay, so they're all like live plants. Apart from the ones with leaves in the center, all of the plants seem to be parasitic in nature in some way, and otherwise it's most all fungi. Okay. Uh, there is no light in this room. I want to have a little... There is at the far end another door. I want to have a little listen. Okay, make a perception check. And just see if I can hear anything being alive in here. <laughs> um, 14. Four. Listening is all that Corzin could do right now. <laughs> okay, go for it. Uh, it's a 19. 19. Uh. Corzin, you hear a little bit of rustling from above. Look up. Okay. You can't see anything, but Celestia, you see Corzin looking up. Mm-hmm. And you can see what appear to be figures, humanoid figures, hanging from the ceiling, upside down. They're just suspended by the legs from what looks kind of like rope maybe mm -hmm. or strands their 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 arms just swinging downwards and you realize that these appear to be a chin their eyes are all shut oh no there are very bad six of them. Cosmo, I know you can't see, but I'm really scared to put a light on. Alright, I think I've got you. How many? Six, but not necessarily hostile. Do they look like normal, Achin? Hard to tell. There's no colour. There's mm. no, and their eyes are closed. Right. Are there any other uh, doors or whatnot in here? Yeah, there's one at the end. Okay. Mm. Alright, let's move in that direction very slowly then. If those are the people who lived here, rather than monsters... We need to know. Yeah. I'm going to send a single dancing light. I'm going to get ready to slam the door. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So you're all on one side. Maybe of the we're door. all in the doorway. Yeah, actually. you're in the doorway, and you send the little light up. Some with the guitar sound. Just a very little one. Gives you. It's a little little purple tinted, but you can see them uh, up there. There is a little color, mm -hmm. but it's like the color is slowly being leached out of them. Tendrils of black or white are making their way through red, green, blue skin, claiming them, draining them of the colour. 
two of them are just pale dull grey white, greyish white, and wretched looking black already. The others seem part way through some sort of transformation. And the pale black and white ones, would they match the ones outside? They match the ones outside. Okay. Let's just see. They don't move. I don't know how to get the ones that are being taken out. Could we cut the vines and get them down? I think we should try, shouldn't we? Yeah. Looking Um, more clearly, these aren't vines. This is silk. Oh. It's a little... It's not like full-on spiderweb, but more like a single strand anchored to one of their legs, which goes all the way up to the ceiling and anchors there. I think we've got to try, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, um, if I cast Fly on Corzin and he goes up and brings them down and then we cover him, does that work? Yeah. I can do that. Because you don't make noise when you move, do you? No. No. All right. Should be able to um, uh, cut them free easily enough. What about the two that are taken already? Do we leave them? Are they I don't gone? think we can do anything. I don't think we can. I don't know how to reverse that. But maybe the ones that aren't gone might know something. And they might have a chance. But if, if we, we wake um, them... If they wake we... up, I'm sticking them there. What do you mean? I mean I'm uh, taking them out before they can get to us. Yeah. Okay. So, you quietly cast Fly on Corzin. Corzin, until you interact with them, I don't need a stealth check from you. You are soundless. Alright. As far as you can tell, their eyes are closed. I am going to move upwards then. I'm going to do a slow circle of the group, just so I uh, know exactly um, who it is I'm cutting down and who it is I'm leaving for the moment. I'm going to... Leave a dancing light just by like, them. Yeah. by Corzin's head, yeah. like where yeah. you would hold a lantern yeah, so as not to you. blind yeah. yourself, yeah. but so that you yeah. can see forwards. Cool. Also, um, are they like you said they're all kind of in a group? Are they all vaguely the same height off the ground? Yep, uh, which for these giant appropriate ceilings is 40 feet up. Right, okay. I I'm going to um, hold a frostbite in case anything that mo- shouldn't move moves. Cool. Good idea. I am going to move over to the uh, first one, make sure I have a nice um, firm grip on at least one part of their body, yeah. and uh, bring out uh, Riptide and cut through the, uh, the cord securing them. So I'd like a... S- I think this is a sleight of hand check, technically. Like, uh, no, I'd say this is stealth. Could stealth. I could do either, and I'll lean towards I'll lean towards stealth on this if because I, I think did. you're I think you're more practiced in stealth. It's the same um, modifier anyway. Okay. All right, that's a dirty twenty. Nice. You, t- you grab hold of one of them. Their bodies are cold, stiff. This is one that is okay. red, 
but leaching out the colour, becoming white. About about eighty percent of the way done. Now that I've got a better look at them, actually, um, does this look like um, a poison or disease? That Roll is a medicine check, please. Okay, medicine. Okay, that is a oh uh, twenty-five. Okay, you could loosely term this a disease. Loosely. All right. A contagion of some kind. You, uh... Now that you're up close and looking at them, there's a little dryness that comes to your throat. All six of these are dead. Right. Their bodies are covered in dozens of puncture marks. Oh, And bite fuck. wounds. They have been drained of every last drop of blood. I am going to signal down to the others, like, wave, shake my head, and just draw a finger across my throat. All of them are dead. But as you watch very slowly, you can see the colour continuing to be leached. You, you, with that higher check, you could work out that it... This, the rate it's going, it might take, like, it could take anywhere between a day to a couple of days for the whole process to go. Mm-hmm. These are near completion. Right. Well, I've I've cut one uh, loose now, so I'm going to have yep, to bring so that you, down. You to have the that one over your shoulder. Right. I'm going to bring that down to the ground. Okay. You carefully uh, lay them down. And I'm just going to say to the others, "Look, this is grim, but as far as I can tell, there's nothing to stop those things turning into what we fought back there." What about the one that you cut down? Is it still doing the thing? I mean, it's dead, but... Studying it carefully, there is still the slow leeching happening. Going from Ah, so cutting it down didn't actually make a difference. Looks like... As far as you can tell, the the silk, just there to keep it in place. Yeah. It's fucked up, isn't it? But... I think we've got to treat these like uh, any other dead bodies. Right. I'll do yeah. it. And uh, Corzin will make preparations to um, uh, behead them. Okay. You're gonna st- are you going to take any others down first, or are you going to do the red one first? I'm going to do this one first, because it's just Quietly, here and convenient. And, yeah, okay. Um, okay. Two of them are ready. Two of them are going to wake up if we make any noise. I would... So this is essentially a coup de grace from the purpose of this. You're, 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 you're yeah. taking the head, its head off. So you automatically hit. Yeah. But I want you to roll damage as if this was a critical hit, please. Okay. Uh, a crit with uh, Riptide then would be... Is that much? Okay. I'm going to keep watching the ones on the ceiling. Yeah, same. That's going to be... Uh... 10 slashing damage. Okay. Oh, on a crit. Oh, yeah, I rolled a 2. <laughs> oh, oh okay. no. You carefully kind of lay it out, raise the blade, and slice down 
it goes halfway through the neck but not all of the way and as it does the eyes flick open dull red gleams inside Uh. and it goes roll initiative against this to see whether it can get a scream uh, the rest of its scream out okay all of us yeah i think yeah all 21 of you. 21 uh, 7 20 dirty 20 okay uh i panic i'm not on it <laughs> yeah causing you're the only one who can act before it okay i'm going to attempt to um cut through the rest of its neck okay you're, you're already there. Roll damage. Okay, more damage. Come on. Oh, that's a two again, so not a crit this time, so that's eight. No, auto-crits. Oh, auto-crit, another ten then. That is enough. You quickly just slice down and saw through the rest of the way. Its head rolls off, eyes frozen in an expression. It didn't let out a clear scream. I'm immediately going to look up at uh, the uh, the rest of the group up there. Look up. Same. You begin to hear a sort of shuffling as two of them start to like... The two that are complete start to roll their shoulders, stretch, leisurely starting to awaken. Can I cast a fireball? Yes, you can. (laughs) Nice. I was going to say, I still have fly up, don't I? You catch them all by surprise. So, um, this is a surprise round. Everyone do an action. Okay. <laughs> they can't do- dodge. They're waking up. So, this does full damage. Uh, does the fireball. So, Scamp, you go first. It's 29. Nice. 29. Okay. With a. <laughs> The room lights up momentarily with red, with dull red light. Uh, you're actually able to see on the subject of red things that that uh, bush in the centre of the room, bright red leaves. Ah, oh. uh, it's breath leaf. Yeah. And in fact... Um, oh my god, oxygen. You actually <laughs> do... Yeah, this is the thing. You actually do 58 points of fire damage. <laughs> boy. Because you are in a highly oxygenated room and just set off a fire spell. Whoops. <laughs> uh, it's also a little wider than you intended. Oh. So it's 40 I think foot it's up. it's 40 feet up. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. None of you ever did any fire magic in the Underdark. Hmm. <laughs> area and damage is doubled so I need all of you to make a safe a deck safe place okay. um, we are, the rest of us are still in the doorway at least you are in the doorway yeah. see so uh, add five to this because you have cover oh, um, oh. I had loads um, loads like <laughs> so many um, t- 20 22 for me you're not at the centre of the blast, um, so I will say that you only take 13 damage. Oh, um, okay. Is that 29? Sorry, 14 damage. 14 um, damage. Four, right. What, both of um, Yeah. I am also resistant. Oh, you take 7. Um, so, yeah. You, you only take 14 and 7 damage, respectively. However, everything up there just took <laughs> nearly 60, so it immediately wipes out all four of the incomplete Hachna. The two that are intact, however, 
are significantly less so and immediately come to full wakefulness, just ah! shrieking uh, in pain. Uh, so, Celestia and Corza, what do you want to do? You get your All surprise right. actions. Uh, well, I can. I still have fly up, don't I? Yep. And they're only 40 feet away, so I can yep. get into melee range with them. Yes, you can. I am going to shoot up there. Um, and attempt to uh, just cut both of their heads off if I possibly Fair can. Fair enough, you've got advantage if this is a surprise round. Yep, okay, so first attack then. Ooh, that's uh, 22. Hits. Damage. Damage. Uh, nine slashing. Cool. Uh, not enough to take its head off, but you okay. do die, slash into the neck. Second attack with death. Uh, that's uh, 24. Hits. Roll damage. Uh, for uh, 12 slashing. Okay. Uh, that is enough. You slice the, the head off the f- of one of them. It All drops right. to the ground. Roll Last the one, then. Locking sound. Uh, yes, 28. Yeah, roll damage. Uh, 10 slashing damage. Okay, slice into its neck, but again, it's not enough to get it fully sever its head. Celestia. Um, They're 40 feet up. 40 feet up. Sorry, I'm having spell range moment. Hmm. Okay, that's fine. Um, <laughs> to, 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 at the risk of a pun, the last one is uh, hanging by a thread. <laughs> uh, I think Celestia's panicking, yeah. honestly. Again, I think this is usually a moment where she'd say something pithy, but she just, she just goes, ah, and it sounds a bit creepy mm. and scary, and um, I'm going to do distant whispers on that last one. Okay. So uh, there's a wisdom save, please. It makes the save, so it takes half damage. Cool. Might still be enough, hopefully. I just want it to die. Yeah. Um, 12. Okay, that is enough. Uh, with the As it sort of makes a gargling sound something about it it just sort of leans into Corzin's cut and he's able to drag it the rest of the way decapitating you have successfully dispatched this group of uh, maturing Hachnan huh hated that yep yep that was I mean also uh Got watch um, uh, what we set fire to down here. Well, only, uh, only in, this room thus far has had breath loop. Hmm. That's the problem. All right, now that's interesting. Um, Never seen it anywhere except the Underdark. Bit freaked out, if I'm honest. Was going to ask actually. Did, I don't suppose um, the Drow know of anyone else who, well, I suppose, anything in the Underdark has a a relationship with it, doesn't it? Does this look underdarky? It's mushrooms um, and breathly. Honestly, this looks like uh, what if someone from the surface wanted to do what your dad did and like have a personal like little botanical oh, this garden. This is the opposite of a solarium. Yeah, this is the this is a this is a dark greenhouse essentially. A lunarium? No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is a lunarium. It's a place to grow uh, underdark plants with no light. 
Is there any rhubarb here? Because that's how you grow rhubarb. It's how you force rhubarb. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it doesn't go red if you give it light. Uh, No, but like you need to start growing it in some light. Yeah. Yeah. Sister kind of like knits her brow for a second with a vague like half grin. This is a solarium for people on the surface. Somebody's just trying to do a bit of underdark for fun. Now that you look at it, yeah, this is actually a was at some point a fairly cultivated uh, little uh, little garden. It's sin- like it's not been tended in eons. The, uh, the like all of the, all of the fungi, all of the parasitic plants have overgrown. Honestly, it's kind of impressive that they're still alive. Like that, so that but probably the breath leaf is doing something to do to do with that. But yeah, yeah, there mm. there is um there is this little room full of surprisingly alive plants. This is the opposite of my dad's greenhouse. Huh. Never thought of people doing it the other way around. Why the fuck would you want to? Well, well there's only so- Go on. This place predates the Drow Empire, doesn't it? Does it? Might do. Drow Empire's 800 years old, so... Actually... Maybe. That would only be, yeah, it'd be the 900s. Yeah, I suppose it would, actually. So Maybe. it's just a, this stuff is just interesting plant life from another environment. It's not connected to an empire of spider god worshipping crazy people. Dickheads. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I mean, this. yeah. The spider gods were around before the Empress was. The Empress is just the first one to unite the drow. Hmm. But it, so it's. It might not really be connected. It's like even if it's it the might same. Not. There are some people who grow plants from Haldanos in in Jover. Like there are some uh, plants that don't grow because the climate's different, but uh, some do. On the vein of spiders, though, a bit worried. Yeah, that silk. Punky yeah. marks silk. We're in a cave. The story is the drow went into the cave and found the spiders. Even if this is not related to the drow, which I don't think it is. Those no, things that's... bite, though, don't they? They bite and they drain blood, and then yeah. they have no blood. Yeah. But we haven't seen them making silk. No. Actually... Nor, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but nor have we seen them making perfect puncture marks like that, have we? They've just bitten um, us. Can well, look at our own wounds? What here's does it the look thing. Like? The, the, the wounds were... A, there, there are puncture marks in your flesh. There are also bite marks. And there mm. were a mixture of the two on the, uh, on the bodies. People, it is yeah. it is broadly consistent. Yeah, these aren't like necessarily like okay, puncture marks. Okay, so there mark. might be wounds from Yeah, these, these are consistent wounds with the ones that you have received. Mm-hmm. As if, as if someone with broadly humanoid, a broadly human humanoid mouth, bit into you and tried to suck the blood out of your veins. Mm. Right. But the silk might come from whatever it was that was outside the window. That yeah, would be right. my thought. Is there any I can gather up and look at? Oh, or yeah, there are six. Burned up in the... Oh, uh, yeah. No, good point. Well, there is one strand you can, I suppose. Uh, no, they were hardy enough. To, that's it. No, no, no. There'd be a strand on the uh, body on the floor. There's the strand on on the body on the floor. I guess. Yeah. I'm going to slightly wreck on one thing. Those two, those two up there didn't stay up screaming. They dropped to the ground and then you cut their heads off. Fair enough. Um, because I realised, yes, the silk would have just burned. Mm. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. But you do have one strand which you kept. Uh, and examining it, it is a lot. Oh, nature check actually. Yep. Natural twenty. 
It is somewhere mm. between spider silk, like the silk that you saw down in uh, the Underdark, and also vaguely reminiscent of like cocoon silk for um, uh, for, for caterpillars. Well, it certainly looks like more like silkworms. Uh, something uh, uh, produced this internally. It's more it's sticky like at both ends. Well, it's. It's definitely got more in uh, common with um, uh, spider silk or uh, uh, silkworm uh, silk than something that uh, that was like deliberately manufactured. Moth. Okay. Yeah. Moth. Yeah. There was a big flapping thing, wasn't there? Yeah. yeah. Scary moth. Lepidoptera. Let's keep an eye out for caterpillars. Oh, fuck, that's disgusting. Yep. Okay, he is going to just um, fold it up and put it away in a pouch. Okay. Sometimes when these things happen, I just, like, I can't tell if my bigger emotion is terrified or really grossed out. It's a little bit of both, isn't it? I mean, both are absolutely valid. Mm. I just, I don't know, you picture going on adventures and you think the fear will be bigger, but sometimes it's just so disgusting that you can't really feel anything else. Yeah. Mm. There's, I, I think uh, we can all appreciate how much of an understatement is uh, this is some weird shit out there. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Mm. <laughs> so, where do you want to go from here? Forwards, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. very quietly. Okay, looking for more of those please. things. Uh, you look up in the room, standing the whole room, there are no more of these things in this room. I think when we've they established that there's nothing them, else, I'm going to light it up a little bit yeah, more. you light it up a little bit and more. And look yeah. for caterpillars. Yes. Actually, I would like to fly some dancing lights around the room and look for caterpillars. Roll perception check. Natural 20, which nice. will potentially be helpful. Okay. <laughs> there are no caterpillars, but... As you flight the lights around, there are a small handful of, like, ordinary surface-sized, almost, insects that flutter up and begin to glow with yellowish light. These are, there are fireflies that appear to be presumably introduced here for the purposes of um, pollinating, effectively, the the, the various uh, fungi and parasitic plants in this room. Mm. Must check in on Sander at some point. Mm. Maybe I'll send to them later. Anyway, yeah, see how they're doing. There are a variety of brightly coloured in some. Some of them are brightly coloured. Many are just pale whites or greys or, or browns. Different fungi, uh, pale white parasitic plants, and of course the crown of crimson breath leaf in the centre. Um. Do you close the door behind you? Or do you yes. Okay, you close yeah. the door behind you, the room stays nice and oxygenated, doesn't all leak out. Yeah, I think um, we also probably want to hear a door opening if anything's coming after us, so cool. yeah, yeah, my instinct close is close it. The, uh, as you make your way along, there is a beautiful purple fungus uh, about a third of the way along. It looks like, it's it kind of, vaguely reminds you a little bit of a, a foxglove like it's got a, a, a sort of central upward spire and then there's almost like cups that come out of it at intervals going all the way up with purple outsides and white insides 
you can see just like little bits of something not unlike dew on the center. Hmm. And as you get within about 10 feet of it, you realize that there are tiny purple hyphae, purple white hyphae extending out around it. Hyphae? Uh, like yeah. Almost like fungal roots. Oh, very, cool. very fine, like a very fine mesh of it. And as you accidentally step on one, the central uh, point just starts going, ah! It is oh. horrifyingly reminiscent of a human scream. I'm going to attempt to cut it. Make it's it's a sedentary plan. Just roll damage. Okay. I'm just gonna see if you're just reflexively like no. <laughs> sort. Yeah. That's ten uh, slashing damage. It's, okay, you yeah. slice you slice it at the base and it falls over. The no longer connected to the rest of the hyphae. The freezing body stops sh- vibrating in that screaming way. Is this familiar to me? Ah, uh, yes. This is a violet shrieker. It's a really annoying fungus. Um, in the Underdark, because its defense mechanism is when something tries to eat it, it screams. And in the Underdark, that means it attracts predators from all around. Oh, screaming in the Underdark is very bad, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's got a, like a symbi- It's a basic. The colonies of this have a symbiotic relationship with predators, basically, mm. where they, where, especially, where it, if they're a type of uh, predator species that doesn't eat fungus, then uh, they will make their nests nearby, and when something that they can eat comes by, they're immediately attracted to the source. Mm. Uh, yeah. However, you dispatched all of the Hatchna in this room before you stumbled upon it. Ah, that's a bastard, <sighs> well-designed room, that is. Um, Celestia does not say that. What Celestia says, fucking yeah. hate those things. Ugh. What the well, so fuck much was for that? being stealthy. There's a violet shrieker. They do that in the underdark. It's a bastard because you have to be quiet there. Yeah. I mean, being quiet here is probably. Oh, being quiet here is also very important. But in the underdark, different level of important with yeah. being quiet in the whole thing. Very That's bad. a point, though. Um, Causin is going to um, give the room another quick once over to make sure that hasn't attracted anything. Perception check. Oh wait, fly my dancy lights around again and just, mm-hmm. just double check. Natural one, but lucky. Can we check? Mm-hmm. Oh. So yeah. That's uh, um, an 11. 18. You try and focus, but the lights like, keep getting in your eyes. Oh. Right, Fucking so up your night vision, to focus. Yeah. 18. Now, uh, if you don't see anything, and if there's anything to hear, the thick metal doors obscure the sound. Um, so no, there's nothing in this room as far as you can tell. Let's just keep our eyes out for more of those. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You make your way around the breath leaf and to the far end of the room. There is another of these doors, uh, and uh, this one has a handle, but two handles, but no latches. And um, there is also uh, a set of shelves built into the wall. Uh Interestingly, the shelves are all fairly low down, about human height. Uh, And they seem to contain a number of gardening tools. Bringing the light close, you can see that these are of some sort of silvery metal. There are... there is a trowel... 
There are those little forks, the gardening forks. Pick one up. Pick Have one a up. look at the metal. Uh, it's pretty light, actually. Roll, um, roll a nature check. Um, that's a 14. You know what this is, um, because of your privileged position. This is mithril. It's expensive, isn't it? Super expensive. It is inc- absurdly rare. It's said that only the dwarves know where to mine it, but human miners have found it elsewhere. Um, certainly the dwarves seem to be the best at extracting it. Uh, it is very rare to find mithril. It's usually reserved for high-quality weapons and armour. It's been made into gardening tools. Um, it is it is a fraction of the weight of steel. Mm-hmm. It does not rust. How much is this worth? This pile of gardening tools. If you were to detach the gardening tools from the um, fr- fr- from the wooden handles, uh, the wood, it's okay. It's like, wood, it's yeah. Wood, it's preserved all right. The, the none of the fungus got up to this, mm-hmm. um, to, uh, and it seems to have been treated with some sort of antifungal agent, which means that there hasn't just isn't just mold all over these. Uh yeah. Roll me. 3d6, please. Okay. Hmm. It's a fun way of doing that. Um, eight? There are eight tools here. Um, you'd say each one for the metal alone is probably worth a hundred gold. This is eight hundred gold and fucking gardening tools. That's mithril. We should take Bloody that. Bloody hell, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is mithril. It is, uh, I want to say, like half or slightly less than half the weight of steel. Uh, it is almost as strong, te- not technically as strong, but for the purposes of like making weapons and armor, it's as strong. Uh, and it does not rust or corrode. Uh, it is incredibly valuable. We're going to take these tools. Yes. Yep. For context, yeah. these tools would normally be worth about a gold each. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's ridiculous, but I mean, if they're making Lovely. gardening tools out of this... There is also one other item. Ah. Uh, it is a peculiar little item. It appears to be... Uh, the closest thing you can think of is a sword hilt. Uh, hmm. It is a cylindrical... Uh, a little cylinder of uh, mithril uh, with... Uh, kind of like a flat slightly widened out end uh so like almost like you know when you think of like katana blades uh, katana hilts they've got that little bit of a guard but like a little one the round guard yeah yeah Mm. uh and on top of where that where a uh blade should fit uh instead there is a small circular depression uh with a little rune inside oh i put my thing in okay you pop it on my lightstone they fit perfectly (laughs) Uh, examining it uh, more closely you can see on the bottom uh, right where the pommel would be on a sword uh, there's a flat end and there are two tiny runes Uh, one that kind of looks like a circle with like four little arms and one that looks like uh, like a line with Two little lines cross-hatching it. Like a long line with two little cross-hatching lines. Huh. 
I'm gonna turn away from the other two and press it. Which one? I'm gonna press the first one. Okay, you press the kind of little ring one. Nothing happens. I press the other one. <laughs> press the other one. Immediately, the crystal on the end flares with the light of a day oh. of a day orb. Uh, the hot the room is cloaked in bright daylight. Celestia, it's really painful. Ow! And put my sunglasses down. Appearing along the shaft of the uh, of the handle are runes. Uh, not runes. Ooh. Glyphs in giant, uh, in high giant, which uh, which uh, are a pair of runes, and one of them blinks and changes into another one. And a second later, it blinks and changes again. And this keeps happening. It changes one rune to another. Ah, uh, I think only Celestia might have come across this potentially. Okay. And Scamp, you might have as well. So roll Arcana checks, please. Because neither of you can read Giant. Ooh. 18. Also At 18. Moment, I can't. Okay. <laughs> you can't read Giant, but uh, because of its, of its uh, strong basis in magical theory... Uh, Celestia, this was, you vaguely recall this from your studies at one point, in like just general studies because you're aristocracy. Scamp, you remember um, Wisdom talking to you about this. These are numbers. Uh, it is currently reading 68, 67, 66. Oh, okay, I'm going to turn this off. Which one do you press? The other button. You press the uh, little circle button and just as it's getting down to about 60, the crystal goes dark. Hmm. You have ten rounds of daylight from the daylight wand. Ah. Nice. So you could it is a free action to activate the daylight wand and to deactivate it. That's cool. Very so, cool. So but it works any given for ten round, rounds. You can flood uh, an area, you don't know how much, at least the the amount of this room with daylight. Hmm. Okay. That's fun. That will be really useful when we get to the place. Yes. Huh. Might really, really need that when we get to the place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hold on to that. Mm hmm. Okay. You have acquired your giant treasure of. Ludicrously expensive gardening tools. That's important, mm -hmm, actually. Yeah. Are these gardening tools sized for giants, or are they sized no, for... No, they are sized for humans. Oh, okay. Or, now that you think about it, probably sized for a chin. Yeah, we know a chin lived with giants. Yeah. 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 No, that I just thought if, if the giants ran this place... Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, a it chin gardener would make sense if the giants ran this place equally. Mm. Yeah. Potentially. So... With that, you place a hand, a hand upon the handle and open the door into the next chamber. And that is where we will pick up after these, no doubt important, messages. Are you a discerning gardener? A jolly giant with a green thumb? When you're done liking, rating, sharing and subscribing to Flintlocks and Fireballs and checking out their Patreon with its bonus content, pop over to Jotnar's Discount Gardening Supplies on Stratos Street and Fen. Mithril's tools might be cheap, but they're hard wearing. And welcome back. 
as you turn the handle and open the door the door by the way opens inwards you are met by the sound of rushing water it is um you so the most important question is do you have lights on I think we established well, that I just did, so yes. So you've still got the... Okay, so you have a dim amount of illumination from the dancing lights. They're still in the room with you. Because mm. so, I think I said I was looking around yeah. the room with them. I don't think I've turned so them off. So they don't really cast a lot of light, but it's enough... There's enough bits of reflection that cause and you're able to make up the edge of this. Um, mm. The other pair of you, the pair of you, uh, of you with dark vision, however see a largely black and white, well not even black and white just grey and presence and absence image of what lies beyond and in fact um, uh, Celestia you're the only one who can see all of it because Scamp your dark vision doesn't extend across the whole of this chamber yeah I go 120 feet yeah. mm. Scamp you see halfway ahead of you is a waterfall three waterfalls uh scamp from your position you can see a massive just downpouring of water in the center of whatever this chamber is from up above going straight down it's almost like a 10 foot water like a 10 foot diameter column of just rushing water casting mist uh, mist and like gentle uh, spray about sorry I really want to be there because it's hot in here yeah. <laughs> it's really hot where we are and you're talking about waterfalls I'm like yes <laughs> bring it to me <laughs> here it is actually um, also warm okay as you open the door a rush of fairly of humid warm air hits you hmm. not as oxygenated as here in the uh, dark as here in the dark room there is no light switch hmm. um <laughs> find the light switch <laughs> we did find the light switch earlier we did yeah, oh did. my god we found the yeah, light switch yeah, how did we find the light switch we're in a dark room <laughs> um but yeah there is a central waterfall going down you can scamp. You can make out the edges of this chamber. There are two more uh, that seem to come from uh, almost like little little stone aqueducts that run out off the uh, out from the ceiling and just deposit two small waterfalls on opposite ends. Mm. So, Celestia, you can see the whole of this though, because that's about where your dark vision sort of fades to grey. Uh, scamp you can see that ahead of you is a cylindrical 120 foot diameter room uh, and as far as you can tell it goes down you can't tell how far down without going in there but you can see ahead of you what seems to be a staircase with a metal railing the dim glints of uh, light uh, of purple light off it indicate that it is metal and 
probably also golden. Stairs going up or down? <laughs> down. Down. You appear to be at the top of a chamber. So they go down, down. Stairs and three waterfalls. Uh, three mm. waterfalls, but the waterfalls, from your perspective, are middle, left, and right. Because okay, and the stairs and the are... stairs go are they, they are spiral stairs that go off to your okay. left and down. Cool. You can tell they go down because on the opposite end there is another set of spiral stairs, the corresponding helix that comes out of a door there and also curves downwards. And you can see there is this room is this chamber is filled with trellises just um, metallic sort of crossbars and hatching uh, that is designed to support plant life Mm -hmm. you know it's designed to support plant life because the remnants of the plant life is here long climbing plants their leaves long decayed still remaining just like the like you know the you know when I when it turns winter and ivy goes and it's ch- or or, when, or more or like when you cut away honeysuckle and you just get like the grey uh, branches. Mm. This room is full of grey, dead, fossilized plants. If you look up, can you still see any sky? No, because this doesn't connect through. At the top, you can see there is a domed roof from the oculus of which the water is coming through. And you can see there are a number of shattered light crystals mm. uh, arranged in a circle around it. These have been deliberately smashed. Related question. Does it look like anyone has come down these stairs recently? How would you like to find that out? Well, um... By the way, everything is coated in a thin film of moisture here. Okay, so, like, dust is out, but yeah. it's just, it's stone steps, isn't it? Yeah, stone steps, um, golden railing. Right. Uh, railing is, a, it's actually double railing. Uh, there is railing at giant height, and there is railing at human height. All right. Uh, you get the feel, like, from the description Celestia is murmuring to you, because you can't yeah. actually see this. Yeah, I will describe. It sounds like this was probably once a phenomenally opulent, um, well, garden of some sort. Like, there are all sorts of different plants. There are, there are, like, around that central, that central waterfall, there are actually, there's actually, like, a tiered structure. It's like uh-huh. a whole other staircase that spirals up with layers and layers for where different rooting boxes are held. There are things where, like, topiary trees would have come out, but they're now long since dead. This whole room should be filled with vibrant plant life. But this one was the surface plant life room. Right, okay. That makes sense. Hmm. Uh... Looking up, seeing no roof, looking down, and seeing we have to go further down. Yeah, if you I start just, shredding my shirt cuff. Yeah, if you want to see breathing how far a bit down, quicker than usual. Not, you, it's not full mm. on panic, but it's mm. clear like uh, irritated. Yeah. Well, no, it's not yeah. agitated yeah. rather. Yeah, agitated. yeah. I, I rolled, and it's not a proper. Yeah, she's not properly freaking out, but ah, yeah. you know. But <laughs> you will need to go into the room to see how far down this goes. Why is it always fucking down? 
Hmm. Right. Let's look then. Okay. Yeah. Don't worry, we got you back. Step Thank you. Um, peering down. It goes down at least 120 feet because your dark vision winks out there. I can't tell how far down we need to go. It's just spiralling staircase and what was probably beautiful arboretum. They did say, didn't they? Um, there's no underdark here, but there are other things in caves. I suppose this is the other things they were talking about. Yeah, I hadn't really made the connection, but... Well, mm. I think it's safe to assume we're not geographically necessarily where we were. No, that's true. true. The temperature changed and the time of day changed. That's actually an interesting thing. Uh, there is... I guess this would stand out to all of you. Uh, Corzin, it stands out most to you, though. Um, because as you look up, you can very faintly see dull red, really dull red, around where the water is coming from. Like a ring of dull reddish glyphs. Uh, almost like, like if you... What I want you to imagine is if you heat iron up so that it's not like glowing red, it's just slightly red, and then you turn the lights off. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I would point this out to the other two. What does that, that mean, then? Uh, is it too far away for me to tell if um, if it's like words after a fashion, or is it just a glow? Uh, you can tell that it's the same sort of glyphs that you're used to seeing on giant made uh, magical artifacts. Oh, it looks, looks like, well, similar to the glyphs we saw before, so I would guess that's some other form of magical something. I mean, it might be a bit far-fetched, but it, it couldn't be a glyph that's making water, could it? I was thinking that. Or bringing it from somewhere else. Yeah, maybe this water isn't... There's not a, there's not a river, making. you know? Yeah, geographically speaking, from what you've seen, you are right now in the middle of cliff. Actually, mm. that's a point. Am I able to touch any of the water from where we are? Uh, so the nearest like water arm out or something. is about 55 feet away across a gap. That like, But if you went down the staircase, you would eventually kind of pass underneath one of the water bits and you'd be able to reach out and touch it. Okay. Uh, but in terms of touching any of the water, actually, yeah, all you need to do is, like, brush your hand against a surface. There is mist everywhere. Like right. this. It's like honours. Yeah, yeah. This, if, you, if there was any light, this would create a very pleasing effect. Hmm. Okay, if it's being brought from somewhere else. Um, I will have uh, Corzin very gingerly um, taste a tiny bit to see if it's salty. Oh, that's clever. Appears to be fresh water. Hmm. Well, it's coming from somewhere else. There's a hell of a lot of it. Or it's the same... Well, I mean, there is a lot of it, but it could be that they've just got some water that they're using over and over again. Or like in a big cycle. Yeah. Could hmm, be. Could be. Uh, I mean... Scam. That's yeah. um that spell you can do where you can um uh, jump from uh, one place to another. Could 
Do you think it might be uh, something a little bit like that? Like, um, oh, but bringing but, water. But for but for things, not people. Well, maybe. But I mean, there are spells that make food and water, aren't there? There are. Yes, I have seen. It's just um, a very there big are, scale. Like there, there are spiritual spells that make food and water. Um, I, I kind of want any. I, I guess. Oh, I don't know who would who who would the best person for this check be. It might honestly be Corzin. Uh, maybe Celestia could as well. Could try and do an Arcana or maybe Religion check. Either are as bad as each other for course. You'll get different results depending on what you check. Um, uh, no. 18. Okay, with Celestia's education, hmm. I'm going to go religion. Okay. But no, it would be a very biased religion. I'm going to go Arcana. She cool. probably knows slightly more about that because she knows, I think, a lot about one type of religion. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Arcana. Um, and that is 17. 17. Oh, so I realised that I said the check and yeah. didn't say the Causing number and looked at you like you yours? should know it. Um, <laughs> it was 18. What 18. Um, uh, Arcana. So, you, both the pair of you have had a fair bit of time dealing with your own spirits. Mm-hmm. And, um, some, and also, frankly, Marjorie. And there's something about that that leads you to suggest that when Marjorie, like, when spirits create food or water, um, what they're creating might not strictly be food. Or maybe it's like they're rearranging little bits of what's already there into like the shape of food and somehow giving sustenance. Mm. Um, It's not like they're bringing food from somewhere else to there. It's more like they're somehow creating the idea of food and making it real in a weird spirity way. You don't fully Mm. understand. It's a real shame we don't have like the understanding of atoms. Uh, (laughs) I would say that both of you have heard uh, some slight horror stories about people who've tried to live just on created food and water oh, and basically died of malnutrition. Right. Uh, You can live, like, you can survive on it, but basically it'll give you sustenance, but it won't give you any nutrition. Like living on cram. Yeah, you will eventually die from lack of nutrients. Mm. Not quickly, but Not you will. Not quickly. Like you can survive. You can survive for a fair few days on magically created food. Food that you don't know if there's any. Distinction but it is with effectively water. like living on, like ship's biscuits for yeah. like a long time. Yeah, you're you're basically getting all the sugar and none of the minerals. You know, mm. right? Like, yeah, it keeps you alive, but it's not good for you. Mm. You'll probably get scurvy. Yeah, like <laughs> there are legendary, like there are legendary. Um, um, items that you've heard of and I do mean like things of legend like uh, back in the days of the Tyrian Empire there was the cornucopia uh, a horn which produced actual food that really like could feed like a fairly sized town just from it and didn't make you die of malnutrition. Oh the literal but, horn of plenty. Yeah like a literal <laughs> a literal horn of plenty but A that one's been lost for donkey's years uh, and B um, that was a one-off situation. Mm. Like you're into real miracle territory there. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. But this is 
not like that. Is what oh, so this is creating I mean, water. It's... It could be that it's created water, but presumably it would then have to go somewhere. It could be that it's magically transported water, or it could be that they just have a pump system. Hmm. The runes, though. Hmm. Power With the arcana magic. check you have, uh, then, yeah, that's one of the conclusions you could go to. It could just be a pump system a pump, powered by powered magic, by magic okay. because... Yeah, like I mean, you're 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 familiar with other ways to pump. The most the the, the easiest the, the most traditional pump is the water wheel. Mm. But you know, because conservation of energy, unless you've got a larger river, uh, pump uh, serving as a power source to pump less water than is in the river itself, mm. that's not really practical. Uh, so magic certainly can be used as a as a source of mo- of power to pump, uh, or it could be that the rooms are doing something else entirely. Hmm. Could be heating it. It's warmer in here than it was. That's true. Actually, hmm. again, another um, uh, weird question. Does the the heat and humidity in this uh, place have a, for want of a better term, an organic quality to it? Oh, um... That's an interesting question. Roll the nature check. Okay, yeah. The reason I'm asking is because yeah. if, um, if it does, that's a... Uh, Twenty-three. Okay, uh, if you, if it does, if it does, it would allow us to infer that it's the the humidity is being created by respiration of some kind. Ah, okay. Uh you don't think that? No, you don't think that there's like, uh, you know, a bunch of cows in here, for instance, or something living that's creating the warmth and moisture. Uh, generally, the air you breathe out is warmer yeah. than the air you breathe in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a good thought. Uh, instead, it feels as if the air is at a perfect temperature and humidity for growing plant life. I'm sorry, I'm giggling because a bunch of cows would be such a key change. Just turn the corner. <laughs> I was not expecting that, I'll be honest. <laughs> Like, it'd be so amazingly out of the tone of this yeah. episode. It'd be great. Uh, no, this uh, this this appears to be climate controlled. Essentially, it feels like whatever magic is here is keeping yeah. this in like perfect perfect conditions for growing fairly tropical plants. Okay, um, Corzin will um, will relay as much as it feels like. This is yeah, it, it, it's. It's what you'd expect from a greenhouse or something. Hmm. Interesting. We should probably start going down, shouldn't we? Yeah, we we are procrastinating horribly. Yep, these stairs aren't going to climb themselves. Hopefully not. (sighs) Oh dear. That'll be worrying. Okay, so. Quietly. And please roll stealth checks. (laughs) With pleasure. Can't pretend I'm not doodling cows in my notebook. That's a one. <laughs> Eighteen. <laughs> uh, Twenty-one. Can't roll stealth in this character. <laughs> the dice are like, what are you trying to do, hun? <laughs> you make your way into the room, closing the door behind you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Close the door behind you. There and begin descending the steps. You go make your way down 
one full sort of half turn of these steps takes you down about 30 feet. So by the time you've gone 180 degrees essentially around this room, you'll mm-hmm. have taken you have gone downwards 30 feet. Okay. So although the actual lateral distance is much uh, is much larger because this is as I say, this this is about 120 feet wide. So hold up circumference. <laughs> mm-hmm. Two pi r, isn't it? Yep. I yes. don't know. Or is it pi r squared? Pi r squared is area. Oh, that's the other one. Uh, I did A-level maths, but it was ages ago. A-level maths. It was so long ago. Yeah. Uh, The the actual circumference is like 380 feet, give give or take. Uh, It's Hmm. 377, but let's not get into that. Um, 308 will do. 308 will do. It's got to be in D&D numbers. Multiples of five. (laughs) (laughs) We can't do any other numbers for distance. Uh, So it's actually actually quite a shallow incline. Uh, and it's again got those distinctive steps: one long, and then one short. One long, one short, to allow for both human-sized and giant-sized figures to traverse them. I guess we use the human ones, probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is actually designed in such a way that if you were to go all the way around, you are then sixty feet below where you started, or a more than comfortable height for a giant. Oh. Um, so good aesthetics have been made here, but no, uh, because of the distance, it's basically you have to travel 190 feet per per sort of half circle every mm. time you're going to get down 30 feet. I mean, there is a fast way, but um, <laughs> it's a very. It's fast also way. a fatal way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as you make your way down the first quarter turn, you can hear getting close just the roaring of the first uh, of the first of these uh, waterfalls that you pass. When can we touch them? At that point, you can reach out. I touch it. Touch them. Water flows over your hand. Is it warm? Uh slightly warm. It's still got a little bit of coal of cool from wherever it's coming from. So it's cooler than it's cooler than this muggy room. Huh. Um but it's not like ice cold. Hmm. I am looking for a giant shadow moth. Okay. Perception <laughs> check, please. Can I assist them? Or... Yes, you can. You can right. actually can make you your do own. One? Do, do your oh, own. Just oh, one. you make your own with disadvantage, cause it's 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 dark. Yeah. It's pitch black. You you are making your uh, like. Uh, are you bringing your lights with you? Yeah, I think so. Okay, then still, though, they only provide a little bit of illumination. So you can see around you, but not very far. So disadvantage wow. causing otherwise. Can I? Yes. So double four, which is 12. Okay, 12. 25. 25. Scamp? Six. Six. Again, Celestia. Not quiet, but um, quite observant. <laughs> I'm just roll- I've rolled really well on perception today. I don't know mm. why. I've rolled like nothing under an 18 for a perception. Someone has to. <laughs> I've also rolled ones on stealth, so again, I see everything, but everything sees me. (laughs) You make your way... You make your way... You make your way another 
uh, 30 feet down. So you're about 45 feet down. You made, you've made three quarters of a turn. You stop and you kind of have a brief point to admire the next waterfall. And it's about that point, Celestia, oh, that no. you notice. You can actually now see underneath the first set of stairs, like the first stairwell. And underneath each of the long steps is a body hanging upside down by one foot on silk. There are about a dozen that you can see. And that's the point at which the stairs just go too far down for you to see more. I think I hold up a hand, like she freezes and like right. holds up a hand to say stop. Yeah, it doesn't say anything, just points. Celestia, you lean forwards onto the railing to point, and as you do so, you notice that at some point someone out of frustration or annoyance, or just for fun, dug claws through the metal, just again and again over time until it was weakened, and the railing under your weight (laughs) swings forward. You don't drop, but there is a loud screech of metal. just hear all down this hall rustling the chamber is still at least another 120 feet down do we run now um i think we fly yeah can we do <laughs> realistically that? i think that's the only way we're getting down there um yep. okay no? uh, i will cast fly at fifth level so that we can all fly all three of you can fly, and as that happens, you notice <laughs> Dash. figures start to just wake up, turn gleaming red eyes towards you. We super Everyone roll dash, initiative, yeah. please. Oh, I don't trust any of them. Uh, initiative, I can't oh, roll. I got a natural 20. Nice. 11. Thank you for this friend dice, Sarah. Okay, so natural 20 scamp, 19 from Corzin. Uh, and 11. 11 from Celestia. Okay, so I think at this point I kind of need to uh, treat these as a swarm. So let's roll for the swarm. <laughs> Never a good word yes. in the context of D&D, a swarm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially not a swarm of things that didn't go down in two destructive waves. So, yes. uh, as well. Cool. Okay, so you, um, yeah, Scamp, you go first. You can see down below in the 60 feet, you can see all the way down, figures are blinking open red eyes and starting to detach from the silk they're hanging by. Oh, good. Um clambering up on like just horizontally onto the underneath of the stairs there is nothing useful that I can do with this many things I guess I will Jesus 
I guess we've got to dash down. Okay. You you dive over the edge and fly straight down 120 feet. Uh, you so you are you were 45 before. You're now 165 feet down. Um, let me just check this. You still can't see the bottom, Scamp. I hate everything. Thank um, you. Um, but what you do see. As you go fly down, are dozens and dozens of Hachnar waking up. Is there a way I can stay away from where they could reach? Uh, So they are all. So yeah, yeah. You could. So here's the thing: the exterior is. uh, They are nice, wide, ten foot wide uh, staircases. There is then a twenty foot. Sorry, actually no, it's sixty feet in total. So it's um. 10, minus 15, 25, uh, so 25, so there is about a 30 foot gap, uh, a 30 foot wide gap. Like the hole in the middle of the spiral. Yep, in between, in between uh, the outer staircases and that central spire with the swirling staircase where all of the, uh, the, the plant life was supposed to be, mm. where that central uh, running water is, just where the, just the descending um, uh, waterfall. So yeah, you could if you went near that central st- spiral, which does not actually appear to have any uh, hatchna on it, uh, then you would not be within easy grasp of them. Oh, I feel like there's going to be a shadow thing in there, but I'm going to go near that. Okay, it's not an immediate danger. So scamp, you fly down by the central uh, by the central column with the uh, spirals around it. Um, as you flip down. Just give me a perception check, please. Uh-oh. Eep. Nine. Okay, you don't notice anything. So <laughs> no, I never do. You... Okay, so the rest You've of you are seen four... nothing 45 <laughs> feet down. The uh, scamp is 165 feet down. Uh, Corzin, you go next. All right. Um... I think I'm going to have to uh, uh, try and move um, s- at least 60 feet uh, towards that place. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, ready an attack action. Okay. Which is... Um, just uh, getting a, a picture of this. The the Hachna are um, kind of underneath the steps we were on, right? Oh, yeah. All the way down. All the way down. Okay. So what Corzin is going to try and do is he will um, uh, attempt to fly in such a way that um, they all have to bunch up as much as possible in order to get to him, uh, cover everybody else's retreat, and ready the action to cast Conjure Barrage. He is okay. going to load his blunderbuss with slugshot to do you this. Load your blunderbuss with slugshot. Corzin's you are such a surrounded by them. That's the thing. Yeah. They- they will bunch up in the process of going to you, but they'll be coming from all sides evenly. It's a 60-foot cone. Okay. You're it's just going to do as much circle. damage as you can. Okay. Yeah, it's a cone, I guess, unless you shot directly down. Or directly up. But that might have c- considerations for your companions. Yeah, well, I'm obviously not going to shoot them. <laughs> yeah. Causing uh, such a nuxer. Nevertheless, you <laughs> sail down, keeping them ready. Here's the thing: it's pitch dark. 
all you can see are the glints of dull red eyes all around you. Wait so until Corson... you can see the reds of their eyes. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> so Corson has not double-dashed. Corson has stopped and yeah. is ready to Cor- attack. Corson is like descending at, uh, rather than focusing all of their effort into descending, they're, they're getting a, a weapon, they're getting their weapon ready as they go, so it slightly slows them. Yeah. So they've only gone down 60 feet. That's still ahead of where they are, though. That's the important. No, 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 no. no they are down everywhere. this entire yeah, they're spiral. On, they're on the whole Top staircase, to bottom. Okay. No, still, uh, still going. Still do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Causing thinks the they're up two. there, and then as you get down, you realize, oh no, oh no, these are everywhere. And then it's their swarm's turn. Mm. So for this. Celestia, you're still on. Uh, you're still on a um, uh, on a platform at this point. Mm-hmm. So for you, yeah, I've not moved What yet. happens is, and I'm just going to roll a d4 to see how many can get to you on each each of you for each of you. Four Hatchnar huh. just spider climb straight up from underneath. Oh, the um the the the, uh, the the steps and come for you uh so i will say that because you're not tied to people by the way if you try to fly while you are grappled uh with a sufficient athletics check you can drag them with you cool yeah um so let's let's work this out then okay so uh, each of them is going to try and grab hold. Is going to try and grab or claw you. Uh, one of them is able to get a grapple on, <laughs> sinking its hand, its claws tight around your leg. Uh, one is able to slash you uh, with its claws, uh, dealing seven points of slashing damage. Uh, they are attempting to bite. <sighs> What's your armor class? Sixteen. One manages to bite you. They rolled low. Hmm. There was a 15 in there. Um, so... Well, it's the, possible that'll be enough. <laughs> one manages to... Why? How are you doing at the moment? 20. Uh, it's not 20, uh, but it is nine total and four blood drain. drain. Cool. Uh, oh my god, my max hit points is only just above half. Yeah. Oh no. These are dangerous creatures. So, those hang on, you... so that was 11 total, yep. So and 4 blood drain. Yeah, uh, you are out of scamp sight, so there's nothing that scamp could do to mm-hmm. knock that down, unfortunately. Um, Corzin is not out of scamp sight, I'll admit. Uh, so, those of you who have already started flying down, yeah, you're safe, they can't reach out and grab you. What they can, however, do is hurl themselves off the ceiling and Burr. just... Fl- just leap at you trying to claw and catch you in mid-flight trusting to their ability to either just sail all the way across or try and grab onto the central column um the falling damage yeah (laughs) with a good check they don't necessarily need to worry about the falling damage depends how they whether they catch you or not uh so causing three leap for you oh well more than three leap for you but three are able to get close enough to try and attack Okay. So they're gonna make. They are all going to try and grapple you. Before so, I shoot them. 
you have this readied, so actually you get the shot on the three of them first. Okay, so yeah, this is kind of barrage, so they need to make a dexterity saving throw, DC 15. Okay, uh, two of them make it, one really does not. Okay, that is uh, 3d8. Uh, that is 18 uh, percussive damage, and they do take all of that because it's ghost touch. Okay. Uh, they one of them is kind of winged, like they sp- they start corkscrewing through the air as they go for you. The other two kind of take the uh, peppers uh, uh, damage and are going to still try and claw. I mean, is there anything else in that 60 foot cone? Oh yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, you actually get like nine of them. These right. are just the ones immediately relevant to you. Right, fair, fair. Um, like, I, I just want to make a point here. You are surrounded by these. Right now, you count 40 that you can see. Right, okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, that was... Uh, one of those is able to grab onto you uh, with a dirty 20. Is anyone else stressed? <laughs> oh, just a little so bit. stressed. Just, just sorry. <laughs> Yeah. I'm compartmentalizing, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so they they actually uh, actually yeah, they sorry, they don't do they don't do damage, they're just grabbing onto you. They are gonna try and bite you though. Fuck. Um Okay, Scamp, you are bearing in mind I have not attacked you yet, but I am about to. Uh you are able to see uh causing about to be bitten. You have fifty fifty odds of changing uh, his fate. Mm. I don't have the sorcery points to risk it. I need to be careful. uh, Then causing you are bitten. Uh, Okay. Four. Uh, Okay, you are bitten for... uh, So you take 11 points of damage. 11 uh, points of damage. Of which eight is blood drain. Okay, that's... uh, It's mass. Yeah, also one of them is now hanging to you. They can't stop you flying. They're just holding on for dear life, uh, but kind of just trying to hold on to you and, and bite you. Uh, so they are on eight you. Eight is blood drain. Okay, right. Yeah. So you have a plus one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> three launch themselves at Scamp. Okay. One of them is about to grab you. You have 25% chance, you'd say, of deferring them. No, I don't, don't have the sorcery cool. points to Then risk they it. grab hold of you yeah. uh, in a bear hug. Uh, they bite down. Uh, you take six points of damage, of which three is uh, blood drain. Okay. Uh, that is the swarm's go. However... Fluttering up through the uh, through the gap in between the central waterfall and the uh, and the outer rings uh, and the outer spiral staircase, you see a just about uh, in the glimmer. Causing you can faintly see like the glimmer. Like you can't really see this. You can just see the eyes. Uh, but scamp, you see fluttering like. Like an absence of dark vision, this shadowy eagle fly up uh, with glowing red eyes. And 
this one uh, seems to shift and turn. The smoke, the black form billows outwards <laughs> into a bone white achin. Their eyes glow two wheels of red fire in their uh, or rather two pinpricks of red fire I should say with black irises and red sclera uh, they have a crest uh, almost with the way that their hair feathers are swept backwards black feathers with red tips uh, and their fingers are clawed uh, they point to you you have no idea what they're saying, but it's strangely persuasive. Make a wisdom save. Mm. Oh, I'm going to use tides. This seems fair. Oh, this is so the time, yeah. Uh, 15. You feel like you have even odds of bending this in your favour. Oh, actually, better than even odds this would be. I will, I will do it. Okay. Oh no, I can't. It's my own save. I can't add to my own things. You can't add to your own things. Oh, it's like barding, is it? Yeah, you don't have any inspiration or anything, do you? I've nope. not had a turn. No. When would I have given it to them? Cool. Uh, in which case, you, as you stare into their gleaming red eyes, you realise this is all unnecessary. Uh, they, they're clearly just afraid of you. Uh, you've walked into their space and there doesn't need to be a fight. You are charmed. Okay. Um, which makes... I guess the Celestia, you would see Scamp, seemed, as they're descending, just seem to halt for a moment and stare at this bone-white Achin figure. As if they did as if trying to listen to what they're saying. Uh, okay, the the elder Hanchnar has taken a turn. Celestia. Oh, there's a lot going on, isn't there? Yeah. So Scamp's below me. Yeah. Does Coulson see this happen with Celestia? Uh, you can see because of the light of the glimmering of, of the dancing lights around Celestia, you can see that Celestia right. is is kind of being... Uh, is be is being like ganged up on. Okay. You again. I really, really need to leave, but I actually don't know if I can take the attacks of opportunity. Give me an acrobatics check if you can make it. I'll say that you can try. Because and... I don't think they'd start at attack. They had attacked, didn't they? They've attacked, but they they're limited effects. I'll give you an acrobatics check if you can make it. You can get off the edge because it's just a straight dropout. Cool. Athletics, acrobatics, acrobatics. So dex based. Natural twenty. You, you grab the broken railing and hurl yourself off the edge. One Achin gripping hold of you, screaming <laughs> as it. Well, not Achin, uh, Hatchnar screaming as you plummet down. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is you plummeting down, at least presumably at least sixty feet. Uh, 
I need you to make a perception check, please, because mm-hmm. you could see this. I do feel like it's more like falling than it is. It's flying, more like falling because she's flying. super injured and yeah. she's panicked and gone off the edge. That's what I think. Yeah, but happened. the fly spell is reducing your fall to a rate which is not likely to kill you. And also, I'd be able to yeah. stop, yeah. which is the difference. Um, perception. Yep. Twenty-two. You can see. Uh, about 120 feet down the shaft is uh, on the outer edge of that central spiral is a ring of light crystals, all of which have been deliberately smashed. Are there any idea what that means? Like, is that anything to do with the ritual that is supposed to be done? Uh, No, it doesn't relate. You know that it doesn't relate to the ritual. Uh, like seven these look to have been smashed after these look to have been smashed if not recently then not clearly they were meant to be here they were meant like they, they, they are meant to serve a purpose but something has come and shattered each of them deliberately am I within range of the message stones uh yes uh yeah got it okay um as I'm falling, <laughs> slash flying, yeah. but mostly panic falling yeah. because hella injured. Um, falling with style. Falling with style, mm. yes, yeah. that's what I'm doing. Um, to go, Scamp, put the light on. Um, Scamp's the one with the light stone, yeah? Yeah, I think yeah. If that, if Scamp has yeah. the light stone. Yeah. Um, and... And also, Corsi, what the fuck are you doing? Run! If if you die, I'm going to bring you back and I'm going to take you to Molly and she's going to kill you again. Because <laughs> um, you basically have these on. It's not an action to use that. Yeah. Oh, talking's a free <laughs> yeah, action, yeah, yeah. isn't it? But yeah. like, yeah, because you essentially always have these message stones on. It's not like a bonus action. To yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's just touching the yeah. side of your head, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I don't feel like that's much. Yeah. Um, and... God. Um, you got an action, you got a bonus action. I mean, I'm going towards Scamp currently, yeah. aren't I? You are. If you drop 60 feet, then uh, you will get to Corzin. If you if you dash, you will get to Scamp. I'm dashing. Okay. Like, I'm freaking out. You drop out. to Scamp. You are both 165 feet down. Celestia, with your dark vision, you can see the bottom. It's 200. The whole shaft is 240 feet deep. And you can see a door at the bottom. I can see the bottom. There's a door. <laughs> there's also like a, a like a lovely sort of um, stone ring into which the waterfall falls and then disappears. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> see, there's three of them. The side waterfalls also fall down as well. As I'm falling with style and uh, <laughs> shrieking mm. a lot as well, the shrieking heals me a bit. Mm. <laughs> 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 Screaming in a healing manner. Yeah. I've heard it's therapeutic. <laughs> Scamp. Imagine the rainbow spirit like billowing upwards like a cloak mm. when you're falling. Scamp, there's no need to fight here. No. Everything is reasonable. But I need you to make an intelligence check, and this is an occasion where I really hope you fail it. Hmm. Yeah. No, 16. 16. I know that they don't like light. Okay. They're my friends. Yeah, fair enough. I was hoping you'd fail it. <laughs> yeah, but no. <laughs> okay. No luck. 
Uh, do you get any uh, attempt to repeat the saving throw? Only if I take damage from them. Uh, or they do something harmful to you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Harmful uh, to your friends, not count? Sorry? Harmful to your friends? No. Uh, the wording is to the target. Okay. Um, but, like, power of friendship does apply. Uh, nevertheless, however, uh, you are currently 10 feet from the Elder Hatch now. Roll a d100. Oh no. Oh no. I mean, if it's fireball, no, bad sort. <laughs> uh, that How far is... away are they from me? Uh, How far away do you want to be from them? Because you've got to choose. Because you're descending down. Honestly, I would be trying to go out of reach of the scary things on the staircases. Hmm. Uh, so not that far. Not that far. Cool. You're also within 10 feet then, I guess. Uh, um, it's a 40. 14. Yeah. Well, um, roll 2d10, please. <laughs> nine. Oh, great. You regain nine hit points, and your maximum hit points increases back up by nine hit points. Oh, mm. that's worth having. As blood flows back nice. into your body. Nice. Uh, yeah, 69. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I'm a grown-up. <laughs> okay. Um... Mm. But I don't want... I, we've upset these creatures by being here. Mm. They're harmless and we're upsetting them, so I'm going to try and leave. Okay. By carrying on going or at can the way Carrying on going down, down. Okay, in which case you would try to... You see your, I'll say that you can get another 60 feet down. That takes you to 125, 225 feet down. You can see now that there is a door an extra 15 feet away. So you can Ooh. dash towards that door and try to open it. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. Um, yeah, let's just roll for this. This is dependent. I'm just going to roll. No, I know where this is. The door is actually positioned... Um, no, for aesthetics, it would be positioned kind of the opposite side of the circle to where you came, to where you came down in. Um, Am I technically grappled? Was I grappled? I can't remember. Oh, you were grappled, but it's just hanging on to you. So I'm just going down and taking it with and me. And taking like one yeah. one of these Hatchnar with you. Yeah. You get down to the door. Um, do you want to open it? Um, I would assume, yeah, probably. Yeah, okay. This, am I, do I think this thing attacking me is friendly? I don't do it. It's just the one it's that's charming. It's just them, which does mean yeah, it's, it's not one of all their of them, companions. So, oh. But, hmm. I'll say you use your movement and then make your remake your wisdom saving your throw because this one is kind of currently on you at this particular moment. Yeah. Um... Like its intentions are not clearly not not uh, are not necessarily beneficial. And I definitely know they're together because they're the same creature. They yeah yeah. Okay, I'll remake the save. That's a ten. <laughs> If a 15 doesn't do it, uh, there's no, very little no, chance I'm ever no, going to make this you, save. Uh, <laughs> not with this. Uh, it could be dispelled off you, but I'm not going to get dispelled. No one can uh, do that. <laughs> no one can do that. Uh, I have a thing. Yeah, there, there are uh, yeah. ways, but right now you do not. Yeah. You, yeah. No, you fly down with this uh, with this friend on hand. Uh, Come on, off we get. Off we get. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> um, I'm going to try and open the door. 
Okay. Uh, it easily opens to your touch. You pull it, push it open, and you can see uh, there is the base of the chasm uh, stretching out below you. There, the chasm kind of the ravine comes to a base along which is running a thrashing uh, river uh, with rapid, with white water rapids. Uh, there is just lot like just this huge stream of water, uh, river of water gushing along and in the center of it a little island up on a little hill uh, of pure white stone is the pavilion oh it's about 100 feet away okay um i guess i, I will go through the door you go through the door movement. you you get um what was it 15 feet so you get another, you get 35 feet, no, 45 feet through towards the pavilion. Um, do you, actually, no, you go 45 feet through. In what direction do you want to go? Like, you can head towards the pavilion. Are you going to go stick close to the ground, uh, stick near the water, or are you going to go up? Uh, I want to get away from the wall. Because okay. this thing that's attacking me came from there. Go away. Hmm. Go away. So you go straight yeah, you go straight along, you're about five a feet A little over... bit up, yeah. Okay, Not a little bit high, up. But... Okay, so you're about ten feet over the water, I'll say. Raging rapids continuing beneath you. <laughs> um, roll an insight check, please. Um, eleven? Yeah, this creature is scrabbling up you, trying to climb away from the water. Oh, you do not like that, do you? Why don't you go back? Come on, go back. <laughs> <laughs> now that you're over the river, it's it's like, yeah, it's a little bit <laughs> freezing up, uncertain of what to do. I guess we'll find out on its turn. I've just I remembered also, Jeffrey. Where's course. Jeffrey? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, roll a d20. 17. <sighs> Jeffrey's with you. Good. A 20 or a 1 would have led to a very interesting result, but... Oh, sure. no. <laughs> uh, no. Jeffrey is with you, as is Marjorie. Okay. Uh, Corzin. You've just seen Celestia and Scamp drop down. Scamp, uh, like, we just sort of seen them. Again, there's not really much light, but I guess the dancing lights are sort of following Celestia. Alright, um... So you were saying, it, if I dash, I have to make a, um, a save against this thing that's grabbed onto me? Uh, I mean, no. The thing that's grabbed onto you isn't going to get an attack of opportunity because it can't leave your space. It's just it's just holding onto you. And I can't try and shoot it off then, dash. Uh, dashing, it uses up your action and you can't really use your bonus to, to yeah, shoot no, if you're taking attack action. No, enough. but you can just bring it with you because you're because, just going to be dropping down. Because this is on you, uh, I'm going to ask you to make an insight check. Okay. Um, that's not terrible. That's uh, oh, dirty twenty. Okay, it is. Yeah, dirty twenty. You can see the way this thing is scrabbling. You're kind of near the center. Uh, so you've gone down, but you're actually not far from one of the waterfalls, mm. like one of the outer ones, and it is doing everything it can to keep on the other side of you to the waterfall. I'm going to fly through the waterfall and down. Okay. Uh, yeah, that'll do it. 
Uh, so let me just check what this does to it. First of all, Ooh. you hear it scream. Water um, hurts them! Uh, as parts of it just start melting away in, in the running water. Wow. Yep. Um, mm. It doesn't kill it outright, but it does a lot of damage, and I think it needs to roll a save to see if it can hold on to you. It can't. It falls down into the running water and away and away. No room for hangers on! <laughs> and he'll go... Cool. Did you message that? Uh, I think you probably screamed that. So yeah, I yelled that. it out loud. You looked up, you <laughs> saw this happen. The um, the Elder Hachnar is about ten feet from you as well. Okay. From uh, me, you're from you still... Celestia. From yeah. me. Yeah, oh, right. from, from, from Celestia. So Corson, yeah, you flew down. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah are you yeah. dashing down all? Uh, uh, yeah, I would be dashing if that's... Cool. Uh, uh, you are possible. able to get down 15 feet from the door. You were able to see the door because it is now open and a little bit of that glim light is coming through. Cool. Where is the uh, the Elder in relation to me now? Uh, it's now about 60 feet up. Um, right, okay, cool. Not far from Celestia. Yeah, I would be um, yelling to the other two, water hurts them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, where do you position yourself at the end of your flight, Corson? Um, I would be heading towards the doorway because I know that's where um, uh, Scamp is, I think. Okay. You end up 15 feet from the door. Can uh, I still see Celestia, though? Oh, you can't see Celestia anyway, but yeah, you can see the glimmering lights. So All right. Brought this, you know my position. Um, swarm. So the one on Scamp is going to try and leap for the shore. Oh, it's all right. This is an athletics. (laughs) Oh, no, no. It leaps. It misses. It plunges into the water and you watch it scream and just melt (laughs) down to its bones and then nothing as it is carried away by the raging river. Oh, Uh, little thing. Yeah, your new friend is gone. (laughs) Oh. Um, Right. Swarm attacks. We have to be careful, guys. These things die really easy in water. They can get hurt you hear really them, you hear easily. The, yeah, you hear the message coming through. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Still, Actually, like, falling and twisting in midair. <laughs> hearing this, can I see where Scamp is? Uh, yes, you can see them just through the door. I'll say just about. You can see right. them floating. Thought the for water. next turn, but yep, cool. Yeah, right. cool. Um, so, uh... Celestia, one leaps at you. Um, okay, it manages to ha- latch on, but it doesn't manage a bite. Mm-hmm. The one already on you... Got two on me. Uh, ...really fucks up that bite. Wow. It, <laughs> you, it tries to bite you, and you kind of grab it by the head and shove it into its companion, uh, who proceeds to take a fair bit of damage, actually, from being bitten. <laughs> Natural one. Um... Okay, uh, three go for Corzin, and they just try and leap down at you. How am I? Okay, never mind. Yeah, uh, they're they're still they're they're all the way down. Like three are just like leaping from the lower edges this time. Okay. Uh, so. Seventeen. Okay. Uh, thank you. Uh, two are able to grab on. So you now have two more hangers on. Only one is able to manage a bite. Uh, so you take... 
You take uh, ten points of damage, of which nine is blood drain. Okay. Uh, Celestia, the elder Hachnar turns its attention to you. Uh, what's it going to go for here? I think. Yeah, I th- uh, no, it doesn't. Let's let's not be um, let's not be too straightforward about this. Uh, I think it's going to try and just bite you. Uh, it <laughs> swings forward, grabs you by the shoulders, uh, and is going to try and bite down at you. Uh, well, let's see if it does actually manage to grab you by the shoulders. It does not, actually. Just meant you slip out of the way, but it's still going to try and bite down. This thing, by the way, it's just this. The others are leaping. This just flies. Mm. It just flo- hangs in the air uh, without wings. Uh, okay, that, however, I think is a bite. It's a 16. 16. Get. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, you... Okay. Uh, that's... Okay, that's 13 points of damage. Of which seven is blood drain. God, I'm really fucked. Um, still up? Hmm? Oh yeah, I'm still up. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So seven blood drain, thirteen total. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Okay. Uh, however, single the, figures though. However, it's not able to grab hold of you. So you are able to slip away from it. I remember when my max hit points was this much back in the day. Oh yes, those halcyon days of level three or whatever it was. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Genuinely, like um, it's it's low. I'm yeah. under half max hit points. Like seriously. Yeah. It's a okay. mark of how much Corson has that I think is is t- a current total reduction is forty three. Celestia. Um. <laughs> you currently have, I think, two hangers on. I'm going to scream and dash. <laughs> okay, you are easily able to make it. Uh, I think the flying down to the ground yeah. is literally like twisting and falling and catching herself at the last moment. Yeah, you just fall because straight I am down. in pain, and I remember I can fly at the last moment. Yeah. I think that's what happens. Yeah. You catch yourself um, on the uh, just before you hit the ground um, and fly. Oh, I'd like to take. Can I take the the Hatch through the waterfall on the way. You do! They both scream in horrible pain. um, Because I did hear what Corzin said. I lurch into a waterfall. Yeah, you lurch into a waterfall as you fall into the central one and then back out. Uh, One of them sort of screams and scrabbles away. One of them falls down the waterfall and is reduced to bones and then nothing. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Um, However, you are able to fly out of the door uh, past Corzin. Uh, and up to where Scamp is currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 is currently kind of glancing back to see you approach. <sighs> I'm going to look back. How how far is Corzin? Uh, Corzin is 60 feet from you. Get in here! You get inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
Okay. It's uh, just panicking, and you see the rainbow spirit just going ah, like off her shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Scamp, you are, I think, pretty much sixty feet from the pavilion now. Okay. Um, I will go and touch down in the pavilion. Okay. At the pavilion, you see is a cloud stone structure with a sloped circular roof with a hole in the center, an oculus. The looking up, you can see the interior has many light, many uh, has a large number of uh, light stone sockets, all of which have been smashed. Um, at one point, this was again some sort of like plaza or viewing gallery. There are dozens of giant-sized seats. Uh, these ones made of white stone, but cushioned again with luxurious fabrics and, and soft padding, slashed to pieces, torn apart, um, scaled up for giants, where they would have a fantastic view of the canyon. And in fact, down here, you can actually see all along the edges of the water, there are there is just a vast quantity of fungus, of parasitic plants growing down here, and you can see the ancient remnants of what must once have been climbing plants. At some point, this whole valley was meant to be verdant with life. Mm. Fun. Uh, you can kind of see the remnants of where maybe there was landscaping. In the very centre of the pavilion, before the oculus, however, there is somewhat at odds with the intended to be comforting surroundings, a massive circular eldritch seal, hmm. uh, ah. <laughs> covered in giant, uh, covered in in your t in Cloudwalker script, um, which is uh, yeah exactly as depicted on the ritual uh, instructions. You okay. are you are able to touch down right next to that. Are there any of these creatures anywhere immediately visible? Oh yeah. Other than coming through that door, climbing down the, the down the canyon walls all around you. They won't be here this turn, but there are oh, less than a hundred. Oh dear. Many of these ones actually are wearing relatively intact Achim clothing of a modern style. Oh no. Uh, the elder, though, I realised I didn't mention it, isn't. They are wearing what, of all things, looks like... I feel I've got to describe it. What, what looks like black um, robes, akin to the robes that you've seen depicted, giants depicted as wearing, the highest ranking ones, mm. uh, with silver gigant like giant script uh, around the belt. Um, something, it's like, and Celestia, you remember seeing, not in these colours, but a style in this, in the Achene servants, in that vision you had of the past. Mm. Um, so yeah, these seem to be wearing clothes of a much more ancient style. So yeah, sorry, yes, you were able to settle down. Yeah, there are, there's like less than a hundred clambering down. Oh, that's fine. Well, they shouldn't come too near here, because it's not a good place. There's too much water. Um... I have a way of keeping them out and safe. It's going to take a while, but I'll try it. 
Um, and I'm going to give the light to Jeffrey and ask him to put it in one of the sockets. Okay. So I can see what I'm doing. I'll say, huh. what Jeffrey moves over, breaks out a crystal, puts it in. There's a brief <laughs> flicker, um, but it goes out. The power here has been drained. Uh, oh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey takes the socket out and, following a whisper from a friend, plugs it back into the handheld, uh, the, the, the handheld light wand that you have. Stick that on for a sec, Jeffrey. I want to try a drawing. Okay. Uh, I'll say that that was Jeffrey's action this turn, but next turn you'll be able to, which is also the turn when your friends will be able to arrive. Lovely. So you can start drawing now. Yeah. Um, I can't do the ritual. You can't uh, do the ritual, but, but the others can. I'm going to start casting, which won't happen because it will take me 11 minutes, so it's not going to happen. But I don't really understand what's going on because right, of your the charm. charm. Yeah. So I'm going to start casting Magic Circle. Oh. <laughs> you start <laughs> sketching this out. Um, it's about this point. When do they get just safe? for the sake of like just for the sake of of, of, how, of where you are and what you're doing? I'm going to say. Well, actually, that's only in... a minute because it's not a ritual. Oh yeah, it's only a minute. Still. Still, ain't gonna happen. Ten uh, rounds. Yeah. Uh, but I will start marking them yeah. down just in case. You start marking them down. Uh, Celestia and Corzin, you both catch up at this point, flying over, as from out of the uh, out of that hole of uh, that door, dozens of uh, Hatchnar start to clamber out, climbing along the walls to points where they can start to try and jump across to the pavilion. Um, but you are both able to touch down either side of the ritual circle. Mm -hmm. uh, you can see that the circle is, there's like a part of the circle has a, like a hairline crack across it. And you realise that something about, the, some, no, you suddenly realise something about the ritual you've been given is like partly something like Scamp's Mending Ritual, mm. um, but also different. This will work to seal or unseal any uh panuki uh ancient type seals yeah so yeah uh as what do you want to do jeffrey you can see is fiddling with this light wand mm. was it hey! not a free action to turn on the light wand yeah, uh, yeah but yes. it took i that jeffrey gets it on just as the pair of you touch down so could one of us poke it no, no, no. Uh, as you touch down, oh, okay. Jeffrey turns on the light. Cool. Okay, right. And as that happens, <sighs> sunlight fills the entire pavilion. Um, it seems to peter out about 60 foot away, but uh, with... It might be 100, no, 60 foot away. Um, but as the Hatchnars start to crumble, like, climb up the sides... A couple of them reach close, and you watch as their fingers just start to burn away in the light, and they immediately scramble back. Keep okay. that up, Jeffrey. Uh, yeah. What do the pair of you want to do? Start the ritual. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you you get out the ritual. Also, do, heal myself um, yeah. again. Uh, it's please. a bonus action to do it. So you have uh, six. Sorry, ten rounds in which you can use any actions you want. While off, well, nine rounds because it's an action. To can start I do a bonus action as an action? Sometimes you say that's okay. Uh, yes. Cool. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's fine. Awesome. Uh, so, I, ju I just need yeah, healing. So you, like the, I the, really all do. three of you, to some degree, have this. Um, I'm going to say, Scamp, you're surrounded by these creatures. Your friends are clearly damaged. I'm going to let you try another will uh, wisdom save. <laughs> oh, actually, if I'm Seven. within... 
Nope. <laughs> if I'm within touching range of Scamp, I'm, mm -hmm. I, there is something I'm going to do. Yep. I'm going to reach out and cast protection from good and evil on them. Okay. They have I think advantage on uh, saving throws against being charmed, if they already are. Uh, I think actually setting that on them is enough. And there's a moment where Scamp, as you're working this, you just, but you're about two rounds into this ritual, uh, you just realise, blink. Wait, no, that's stupid. The ambivalent octopus sort of comes out and just basically gives you a hug. <laughs> I mean, if it works, it'd be really useful because I'm pretty sure these are slightly undead. Uh, yeah, yeah, mm, it does work. It settles on you and also the charm is lifted, is broken. Uh, and you just have a moment of, wait, no, this 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 concern I'm showing them is stupid. <laughs> Would, are they undead? Under the circumstances, you think they're probably undead. So if I could cast this thing, it would be really useful. It would actually be really useful, yes. But we only have ten rounds to get the thing done. Uh, it takes so, you ten rounds to do it. Yes, you I will, can't help with it, though. Oh, true, yeah, actually. You yeah. will achieve the magic circle at about the same point that Scamp completes... Uh, sorry, magic, Scamp will complete the magic circle about the same point that you complete the ritual. Just in case it doesn't work and there's still loads of things there. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, actually really it, not a bad shout. If it, <laughs> Unless uh, they start attacking, in which case I'll do something. Right. But right now, there's too many. Important yeah. thing, mm. is it going to take uh, 10 rounds for both of us to cast this, uh, uh, yes. this ritual? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, You're using fine. your bonus actions each time. Fine. You're just focusing right. on it. So you, you quickly just get down... Because can also cast magic circle. It's just, yep, yeah, fine. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's happening anyway, so it's up yep. to you. Um, but... Yeah, as the pair of you begin chanting uh, the words that you don't entirely understand, it's the, the script is in a chin. Mm -hmm. It's phonetic. Well, no, just... it isn't even in a chin. No, it would be in a chin. It would be in a chin. Um, something happens, and the swarm of little fish spirits starts swirling around. The little Ooh. glimmering light spirits, the music spirit, starts swirling as well around the circle. And after a few moments, and you see the ambivalent sort of tilt their head, shrug, and start to join one edge of it, spreading their arms around, lengthening it to cover half the breadth of the circle. And the rainbow spirit comes out and does the other half, if you'll permit. They do. Uh, and it goes a little bit further. The pair of them stretch forwards and into each other, the other spirits merging into this strange circle, and the knot of spirits grows close together and begins to your eyes to just flare with a strange multicoloured light. And for a moment at the apex of the ritual, something like like a cross like a vaguely it's a little nightmarish, actually. Hmm. It's like if you crossed an achim with an octopus and made it rainbow-coloured. Oh. Kneels down and touches the circle. The hairline crack seals. The, 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 the lines built into it flash with light. And this composite spirit crumbles suddenly flickering back into its component parts you get ambivalent octopus returns rainbow spirit returns lots of little song spirits return the uh, fish spirits return 
And there's like, you see the rainbow spirit kind of like shake around a bit, like it's a little bit. That was a lot. <laughs> was that a lot for you? And build an octopus. Eh, shrugs. <laughs> <laughs> but as that happens, you see the sky <laughs> makes a sound like a clanging. And streams of golden light seal across it like the bars of a cage. <laughs> the it's about this point that the um that the light wand is starting to run out of juice, and you can see gathered around the edge of this um of this sphere of daylight are about 150 Hachna. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and floating above them, three floating elder Hachna, their eyes gleaming red, oh, seeming like... Just seeming like... Um, uh, yeah, just, 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 again, in these ancient clothes, uh, identical, one pale white one jet black uh one interestingly uh sort of half white half black just like straight down the middle uh, and that's horrible yeah that's there's something about it that reminds you of yeah, the, of the spider masks of that yeah and, and um it's about that point that the light flickers like it's about to go out the uh, creatures start getting closer and closer and with a crack the light wand breaks and a 120 foot burst of daylight emerges hurling a large number of the Hatchnar backwards some fleeing, trying just fleeing to the walls, others failing and hitting the river instead. The three elders fly backwards and seem to transform into their shadowy eagle forms. Uh, it is a straight flight between here and the exit. Go! <laughs> Time to... Does it look like it's sealed? Is it done? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, you can see the door, and you can see closing slowly over it... We have to it, Indiana are, Jones are out of two it. curtains yeah. of golden light. Two Indiana Jones is a verb now. Deal yeah. with it. <laughs> um. uh, everyone, just give me a dex check for race, please. Okay. Do I have any time to give people inspiration? Yes, you do. I, I already have it. I will um, say that you you kind of like in the moments this happens, you can give two inspirations. Yeah. Um, Gonna need it. Just turn to scamp and just I? give them a look. It's like we not we gotta go. There's rainbow in my yeah. eyes. You get inspiration. So yeah. Um, Deck save. That's that's, oh, bad. that's a fifteen. Okay. Did you use your inspiration? I did. Oh god. Yeah. Uh, a I save a f- or a check. Save, I'm going to say. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. it's still a 15. 25. I, I... Um, 24. 26. Okay. Cause of inspiration. <laughs> the three of you uh, flee, chasing into the uh, up, up towards the distant gate, and chasing one on each of you are the three Elder Hachnar, the originals. 
they first threw scamps, <laughs> zipping through into the sudden warmth out of the cold. Second, Celestia. <laughs> and Corzin, just as you're reaching the gate, one of them transforming from eagle to flying uh, humanoid creature gets their uh, their fingers around your ankle. You reach out and Celestia and Scamp both grab a hand and pull you through just as the golden doors <laughs> slice shut behind you, <sighs> severing the creature at its wrist. <sighs> a hand drops to the ground, twitches, and turns into fine grey ash. <laughs> you look back and you see just three figures, one clutching its stump behind a, go- a wall of golden light, glaring as the stone door <laughs> rises back up to seal it. Fuck. That was awful. That was really awful. Can I look around, try and get my bearings? Yeah, you're back in the, uh, you're back in the cellar. The door is there, sealed. You are feeling very anemic. You're also, um, you also have, yeah, quite a lot of, uh, mithril gardenware. Uh, (laughs) nothing is okay nothing is even slightly okay I feel weird Um, Corzin is going to use the uh, final two doses he has of his healer's kit to see to his companions I'm alright I'm not injured weird just I mean I am a bit but don't worry about me you are injured. Shut up. Like, I'm actually not that bad right now. <laughs> You're all quite injured Would, to some degree. Okay, Celestia's um, looking real bad. Out of, <laughs> you know, out of character, mechanically, would a healer's kit um, uh, improve your situation uh, in any way not negated by the uh, reduction in hit points? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, it's the, the But the painkillers would be very useful no, right well, now. No, what I was more uh, saying is like... That, <laughs> Um, Scamp would be likely to um, regain a certain number of hit points from, uh, you, you can from get the healer's kit being used. You can get normal hit points, but uh, you need I'm to, only you need 10 a, down. Yeah, you need a long rest to recover the blood loss. I'm only 10 down from my ma- normal, well, from my current maximum. It's not worth the waste of the kit. I'm only 9 down, but I'm also only on 21 hit points. Uh, yeah, exactly. my max is 30 now. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, uh, Corson is going I'm to... I'm okay, I just need some air, because... My brain's full of a thing. Corzin will hand you one of his um, healing potions and then turn to uh, Celestia and say, right, sit down, hang on. She's gone a bit, like, dead behind the eyes. He will put a hand uh, on her shoulder just as a, a, a reassurance while he's sorting through the uh, the kit, getting out... Um, uh, the you know various different bandages and sutures and whatnot. Oh, oh! I remembered a thing. I've got. Where's my magic stick? Boom! Hit you with my magic stick. Um, your your maximum goes up by five. 
I love you. <laughs> My maximum is so, is so low. You just feel like a little bit of the blood return to yeah. you for a while. Thank you. All right. Here, I think there's some iron tablets in this. Right. <laughs> um, it's basically like sucking on a nail. <laughs> it's not going to be pleasant, but it might uh, take the edge off a bit. I don't think I'm all right, you know. Um, don't expect anyone's all right after that, but come on, let's let's no, get out of the, the, the uh, sunshine. The thing is, I thought I was going to die underground, and all I could think about was not seeing Leah again. Uh, I really thought I was doing okay, but I don't think I am, and I know this isn't the time, but that that's what happened. Celestia, Celestia, are hugs all right right now? No. All right, <laughs> then take my hand. We're going to go outside. Okay. I think that will do us best, all right? Yeah. Get, get your glasses on. She's, like, welling up and, like, not breathing. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not good. Okay, um, Corson is just very gently going to guide Celestia out outside. You make your way up and out through the unlatched doors out into the air above uh it is about mid it's about midday uh you feel like you probably spent an hour and a half down there an hour and a half oh my god that's Uh, like nothing yeah (laughs) yeah yeah well like like maybe closer to like 70 minutes 75 minutes uh but it does oddly enough feel like uh yeah, like like about three hours have passed up here. Oh god! <laughs> Was there like it's a weird... been three hours? <sighs> you know, I'm I'm still just glad it's daylight. Yeah, half yeah. Daylight. It is bright, warm daylight. There is the clouds have parted. There is fresh air. The fr- the scent of growing things and life. I'm sorry, I didn't help much. Got you in the head, didn't it? Yeah, and I left you to go and make it happy. You always blame yourself for this sort of magic. It's not your fault. It's fine. I'm not good at resisting it. Me neither, never have been. Only slightly better than you because I've had training, darling. Well, at least we were able to um, uh, recognise it for what it was. My head feels weird. I think everybody yeah. does. I'm not sure if that's the blood loss or just everything. No, I just really don't think I'm okay, and I don't think I've been okay. Sorry I took the light away from you. Kind of needed it right then. It it did what it needed to do at the moment we needed it to do it. Yeah, I think if we'd had less time with it uh, when we were trying to keep that going, it would have been a real problem, to be honest. So it's probably yeah. good that we waited. Yeah, I mean, mm. I... Yeah. I wouldn't have fancied having to take the 50 on the left while you took the 50 in the middle and uh, you had to take the 50 on the right. <laughs> oh, don't forget Jeffrey. Jeffrey could have had a few. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely Jeffrey. Oh, Jeffrey yeah. could have done at least 60. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey poses dramatically with the knife, although you can see they're shaking a little bit. Oh, Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey, come here. Right. Come, come, come. You're, you're fluffy. Get over here. It's like being hugged by a rangy, furry little man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't make eye contact. Don't say anything, either of you. I need something fluffy. I'm not saying a word. 
That was awful on multiple levels. It really was. Yes, it was. But we're through it. We're out now. You can see a figure is approaching uh, the bone white, but somehow in a much more healthy way, form of Odinone. Hello. Oh, sight for sore eyes. All well. (laughs) We're alive. I don't know about well. But you did it. It's done. It's done. Yes, we did. You might need to um, give us a minute. Of course. I suggest... Oh, no, you're welcome to be here. You might just need to give us a minute before we can go anywhere, is all I mean. You're, wel- you're of, welcome here, of by course. all means, if you're okay with babbling shit. It's a little awkward, but, but impressed and like trying to be empathetic and, and says, um, of course, we will stay as long as you need. We, li- we we cannot get back until you are ready to conjure horses. Yeah. <laughs> True. That's also, no, no, I'm sorry to say this, but I don't think there are any survivors. He looks down, nods, looks back up. There are, I however, did... a lot of... I did not... Hachna down there. He looks a little terrified. We did everything we could, but... Horribly, I don't know if this is comforting. It might not be. Um, they're not walking around anymore. That is extremely comforting. I always think it's worse if they are. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Anybody who uh, comes back here has got to come with a fuck ton of clerics. Well, it's sealed now. Let's hope it's sealed. Either Just to be on really the safe long side. Time or forever. Preferably forever. Um. It's done, at least. Yeah. And they definitely shouldn't bring clerics around here. They don't like clerics around here. Hmm. I don't really know how we got out of that. that, that that's it's a bit that's of a an blur. actually actually impossible situation. Oh. We sh- we should very much be dead. And yet, that's not the first time uh, it could be said about us, is it? No, but I think that's the most intensely I felt it, to be honest. Um, and that's saying something. We've huh. not been like that surrounded. Really? Not well. in that way. Maybe we have. I don't know. Having On taken a lot to down, like, 12 of them, uh, it suddenly being 150 was was just a lot. Yeah. There was and also, the time the glutton came back. Very true. There was the time on the bridge with the day orb. That was awful. <laughs> No, you're right. This has happened before. Maybe it's just because it was underground and everything was terrifying that it felt awful. This is actually kind of a normal day for us. <laughs> I don't know, he's looking at you with a mixture of horror and admiration. I'm looking at us with a mixture of horror and admiration. Festy's <laughs> <laughs> just shaking. Yeah, um, Corson will just... Hold her hand for as long as that is welcome. Oh, it's a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, he may not have experienced this exact thing, but he's seen it and experienced close enough to it that I think he knows that's yeah. about as much as he yeah. can do no, right it's, now. It's like can't stand properly upright shaking. I don't yeah. know who has experienced that at this table, but like, yeah. it's, yeah. Um, he says to Watanane, I don't think we're going anywhere for a while. Yeah. Watanane sits down, gets out some rations. Mm. You take between about an hour and a half <laughs> yeah. before you're, Easily. Before you're <laughs> really in a state to travel. Mm. Um, you gather up your things and Nene kind of seeing you survive whatever went down there um, returns the various treasures to your safekeeping because um, he apparently because while he he like would be quite happy to take them he definitely seems to believe you're better at defending them than he is fair honestly um, and <laughs> after all of this definitely seems to trust you uh you make the lightning ride back to Enyan. uh you are taken by adnone back to um his uncle's uh, villa for want of a better word there's one thing i would say to him on the way there it's like adnone absolutely no judgment if this was the case but you didn't expect us to come out of there, did you? I would like to put up a hand for lots of judgment, if that is what you expected. I... He licks his lips and thinks. I would not have placed a large amount of money on all of you coming out. Wow, fuck you. Nah, that was fair enough. Shrugs awkwardly. <laughs> Love that you didn't express this beforehand. I would have uh, put no odds on me coming out. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the large amount of money that was offered kind of told us all we needed to know about true. how bad it would be. We very knew. True. I get it, but at the same time, I'm very glad we proved you wrong. As am I. Glad Corzin didn't die. Because then me and Scamp would too. Because Molly would kill us. <laughs> oh, that's alright. As long as you stay up, we can bring him back. <laughs> True. Ooh. I've got far too much to do yet to die today. Always. <clears throat> God, you're so fucking positive. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> too much to do to die today, and it is a twenty to two. <laughs> oh, <I hate> you. <laughs> oh, Jason, you are a treasure. This <laughs> <laughs> is what I put up with in my house every day. <laughs> and yes, between a twenty to two and two, you do actually return. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, you actually return back to Anyan, where you are escorted up to um, uh, Telu, Telusinero there we go, Telusinero's villa where the elderly Achim greets you with a little bit not exactly surprise but a little bit more relief than you're entirely comfortable with <laughs> uh, 
uh, and a particularly expressive sort of hand at breastbone salute and a bow and a deeper bow Corson will return it welcome back I am glad to see you so are we yep oh I am in your debt no there are no survivors there but yeah I had not expected there to be, he says, frowning. Hmm. Please, you'll look in need of rest. Yes. Yes. There are guest chambers in my house. Please stay the night. Don't mind if we do, thank you. like it might be good. I will have food prepared and a... and drinks in your honour. I could do with a stiff drink myself, actually. Yeah, just a, like, some dinner. We don't need honour, thank you, though. He... 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 Does that very subtle achin quirk of the lips? I will, uh, and says to you, um, Corzin, I will have a full bottle of Onaho prepared for you. Thank you. That's the blue minty strong alcoholic drink. (laughs) Like minty herby tequila. I get drunk. Yeah. Like, like fuck drunk. You rest, you recover, and as day turns to night, you find a little bit of spirit returning to each of you, and a lot of blood. (sighs) And as you take an extra night in Inyan than than you expected, you end your day, having potentially prevented... Another continent-ending plague. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was yeah. that bad. Okay. So I mean, imagine if they go outside dead. at night. Yeah. Mm. Especially in an area where the people are particularly susceptible. It's yeah, a problem. That's very bad. And you are, and find yourself enriched by your experiences, by 800 gold pieces worth of mithril, jewelry, uh, mithril uh, gardening wear, and also buy 3,500 gold pieces worth of sapphires. Yeah, Taking Sam, do you want down. to put that on the ships? Oh, on the ships manifest, right. Okay, so... That's I mean, 30... like, yeah. what, what do we all think? Yeah. yeah we're, sa- 30... we're saving up for more ships, aren't we? Like? Ships. Yeah. 3,500 and plus uh, as 800. You, as it. you prepare to carry on when the following day comes with your journey south... Always into the south. We'll pick up there next time. Thank you all very much for playing. Thank you all very much for listening. And farewell from all of us here at Flintlocks and Fireballs. Fair seas and natural twenties. Down in the dark they lie in wait colourless and filled with hate 
And once again I might well die, trapped somewhere far beneath the sky. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No kraken storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear.